Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Amber Related Show on the planet Earth, the John KB Show, coming from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, streaming, and Super Bowl, and all sorts of good things. And we are so glad you're joining us today. And we are, of course, joined by the one, the only, writer, director, producer, Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, how are you doing today, sir? John, I got to tell you, I'm fired up. People have been asking me all yesterday, Rob, are you going to comment on this stuff? I'm like, wait for the John Campia show. <laughs> and, and here we are. Also over from him, she is, you've, you've seen her on here. You've heard her voice in many of your favorite animations. She is a voice coach. She is Chris Carr. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I had such a great weekend eating nachos and watching people play sports. I didn't know what was going on, but it was fun. But the commercials, there were the commercials tons and so tons of commercials. And sitting right beside her, he had his team make the Super Bowl this year, like for the first time in forever. He is one Mr. Ray Ora joining What's you guys up? in the live chat here today. Ray, how you doing? What's up? You know, uh, for a second there, I think people thought I wasn't here today because of the loss. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I got messages yesterday on Instagram and Facebook. I haven't re replied to any of them. Some of them will probably say, be saying, I'm sorry, your team lost, or, oh, ha, ha, your team lost. No matter whatever the case, I'm proud of my boys. I'm still wearing a Bengals shirt. You know, it just wasn't our day. I mean. It was almost your day. Oh, I my mean, God, yeah. you guys came close. Put it this way. When I became a Bengals fan, yeah, I picked the helmet in 88, but I didn't start watching football until 2009 when we started playing Madden. And my friend All was right. and my friend was kicking my ass. And I said, I can't just keep throwing long bombs. I gotta learn this game. So I started <laughs> watching the Bengals. And I for a second I was like, huh, did I pick the right team? Because I started realizing the pain. But I rode with it. And the most I wanted was to win a playoff game. And they like live my life several. through. And they w did more than that. And like to see, like, right when the Super Bowl started, to see the Bengals logo shiny 3d you know how they make that good presentation sure. of your team seeing the Bengals flags up i just started crying and that wasn't even winning it was just <laughs> i can't believe this is happening we went to the mall before the season started there's two lids hat stores i walked in i said do you have any Bengals hats no we don't carry Bengals hats so they will this, now this whole last week going to nfl shop fanatics online seeing the Bengals gear right in the front center is just still a dream to me so it's going to be a fun next couple of years we got our team ready it's time to add some pieces hopefully we get back to the super bowl but congratulations to the la rams well i'm going to tell you what you're going to see the Bengals winning a lot of games mm -hmm. over the next few years they're just going to get better once they get anything that looks like an offensive line yeah. And Burrow isn't getting record set. But listen, we need we need we got a lot of stuff we need to talk right. about today. So we need to move on to things here. And guys, it is great to have you here. And here's how today's show is going to go. We break it up into two parts. In the first half of the show, we talk about some predetermined topics. In the second half of the show, we take your live comments and questions. However, we have already had to turn off the super chats. <laughs> uh, we literally I, I set a certain limit of how many super chats we can have set in. Uh, or else the show is going to be four hours long. And we literally hit the limit of the number of... So you guys had a lot you want to talk about today. So we hit the super chat limit while Ray was just talking about the Bengals. <laughs> so, uh, th but that's how normally you'll get in a question. By the way, if you want to send in a comment or question to be read on our mailbag show, because Rob and I, or Rob or just I, or both of us, 
We do a show a few times a week called Mailbag. So if you're not watching this show live, you can send in a comment or question that we can address on that show. If you want to send in a question for Mailbag, simply go down and click on the tip link that's down in the description of this video, or you can enter it in manually, not that one, but this one, at www.streamelements.com slash movieblogtv slash tip. You'll be getting your comment or question read on Mailbag if we deem your comment or question appropriate to be used on our show. And of course, you'll be supporting our channel at the same time and all of us involved with the John Campus Show. Thank you guys very, very much for your support. Okay, guys. Uh, one other thing, a little bit, bit of housekeeping. I want to remind you, if you need your daily fix of the John Campia Show, but you can't always be in front of a YouTube video, maybe you're jogging or you're commuting or you're at work, Good news, there's the audio-only version of the show called the John Campia Show Podcast, and it is available on your favorite podcasting app of choice. Just go and subscribe to it today so it'll be there when you need it. All right. Now with that down, let's get into a couple of off-the-tops here, shall we? And our first off-the-top is this. You guys know, I've, I've said it several times, that my number one favorite day of the year, the day I look forward to more than anything else, other than Christmas, Christmas is my number one, is Oscars. Oscars is my favorite day of the year. I'm a huge movie guy, have been my whole life. So the culmination of the movie year, the big celebration of the year in movies, that's my number one thing. Now, that's not to say that they don't sometimes do things that really make me scratch my head. Of course they do. That doesn't stop me from being a big fan of theirs, but I acknowledge when they do some dumb things. Remember a little while ago when the clown show that is known as the current executive board of the Oscars and the Academy of Motion Arts and Sciences decide, uh, let's have a most popular category. It's like, oh, no, this has to be a joke. This has to be a fake trailer to a comedy in front of Tropic Thunder 2. This can't be real. They cannot be that stupid, but they were that stupid. Fortunately, though, there was enough backlash that they pulled back on that. Then there was a lot of questions going into this year's Oscars about whether or not Spider-Man No Way Home could get an Academy Award nomination. And they did for effects, but whether they could get one of the 10 nominee spots for Best Picture. I actually thought it would sneak into that number 10 spot. I wouldn't have put it on there myself, but I thought it would sneak in the number 10 spot. They didn't. Well, that has left the Academy wondering, man, we got to have some more Spider-Man representation at the Oscars. So the brain trust over at the Academy has come up with something new. And it is this. They have an Oscar fan favorite movie. This is now up. This is from the official Oscar website. And it says this movie lovers uh, unite uh, movie lovers unite. Make your voice heard this Oscar season by voting in this year's fan favorite for a chance to win a trip to the 95th Oscars, uh, blah, 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 blah. Tune into the Oscars, the 94th Oscars on March 27th to see which film wins. So they're going to be having a fan favorite vote, and they will announce who won fan favorite. This is obviously completely designed so they can make a Spider-Man No Way Home announcement. They already know which movie. All you have to do is look at the box office. Well, what's the number one movie at the box office everyone to go see? That one? Okay, so everybody's going to say that one. Great. It's going to be Spider-Man. Let's pretend like we're having a legitimate vote when we all know what's going to win. It, you know, because like Eddie and Jimmy, who've only gone to see two movies in the last two years, one of them was Spider-Man No Way Home. So they're going to fight for, for, for Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, I will tell you this, though. This does not upset me. Do I think this is a good idea? Not really. But is it actively a bad idea? And while I think there are some drawbacks to the idea, at least one that I know you're going to touch on, Rob. 
while I think there are drawbacks to, it, to this idea, I'm not completely turned off by it. First reason why I'm not completely turned off by it, because it doesn't look like this is an actual Oscar category. They, they're not making this an Oscar category. They're doing an online Twitter poll, basically. It's not literally a Twitter poll, but it's basically an online Twitter poll. And they're going to announce what the results of the poll were. If, if this was a thing, was this is an Oscar category, and they <laughs> hand out a statue, I'd, it, it would be ridiculous. It the would other be. thing about this, why I don't think this is so bad, if you go and click on the vote button, it, they're not giving you a list of possibilities. Like, there's no nominees for this. Just any fan can come, and in this box right here, you just fill in, you know, uh, movie trailers. Uh, let me just back this up here. Movie trailers, uh, love story. The John Campion documentary. There, I'm voting for that. And then you put in your name. Anybody can go in there and write an A. You can go in there and write Tropic Thunder. I should organize an Oscar troll campaign right now. Everyone, go and vote Thunder Force. Go and vote Thunder Force. Come on, man. go Shalom, yo. Yeah. But that would be serious. I'm talking, let's troll the Oscars. Because movie trailers, a love yeah. story, and Tango Shalom ain't going to win. But we can organize together and get Thunder Force. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm putting in? I'm putting in Bengals versus Chiefs AFC Championship. <laughs> that was my favorite movie. That was the number one time in the theaters this year. I mean, again, because there's no trophy given out, and they're just going to announce it, and let's face it, this is just a way to try to get Eddie and Phil, who have seen three movies in the last 24 months, to tune in and watch the Oscars to see Spider-Man No Way Home and out. So it's it's basically harmless, so I'm okay with it, even though I wouldn't do it myself. But Rob, you know, I know you had a reaction to this. What are your thoughts on this? Well, <laughs> no, I... Look, the Oscars... I think the Oscars always had an air of an air of legitimacy to it because it's people that work within the film industry that are voting. The various members of the various guilds, like the editors vote for the editors, the directors vote for the directors, all the members get to vote for best picture. So there is at least this idea that the people voting for the Oscars work on films and they know of what they speak. So if they think something is good, <laughs> there's an air of legitimacy to that opinion. Now, I understand the Oscars are becoming less and less relevant as the years go by because entertainment choices have changed with the new generations, which is fine, which is good. So I get why they're doing this. But I think in a way, it kind of diminishes the prestige of what the Oscars are. Like, I get, hey, let's have a fan category. Not like any other award show doesn't have a fan category. MTV. I mean, everybody's, yeah, everybody's got a fan category. And the thing to me, the Oscars are something that you're hearing from professionals. And look, I'm an iconoclast, you know, I get it. I I, uh, I would like to see the purity of the Oscars remain. But you know what? If they didn't vote on Spider-Man No Way Home, they, go, they want to find a way to honor it. And, and if more people tune in, I think that's great for the Oscar ceremony. I just think that ah, there's something that little, it lessens the whole idea of it all, I think, just a bit. Chris, I'm curious, like you hear about this. Like I said, I don't like this, Yeah, but... When I think about it, I don't really have a, I don't see anything particularly offensive about no. it. I, I, mean, so I don't know. What is your take on when you heard about this? I mean, when you told me this morning, I went, uh, because it, it is kind of a, well, for why? For why well, are we doing why? this? Well, for why? Well, for why? <laughs> and I'll tell you for That's why. That's going to be my new um, thing. It, well, it, for why? It's very Welsh. Just, I'll tell you for why. Um, it just does seem like it's a viewer grab because it feels so redundant. Because, yeah, we have a People's Choice Awards that, 
like that's that's all this is is people voting for stuff so it does feel like it's just trying to make the oscars relevant for those people who don't come in regularly um i mean this is a great category for people like my dad who doesn't really care about the oscars or my mom who wants to watch the fashion and make sure everyone thanks their moms and then you know text me angrily about like i think this person's speech was great and if you don't talk to me like this i'm gonna be so mad at you um <laughs> I mean, I, I do think we all should vote for Moonfall, though. Yes, that's what Moonfall, I was Moonfall, like... Yeah. Oh. Moonfall does Come qualify. On, Rob, let's get on yeah, that one more time. Yeah, came out too late. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Next year. Next year. Next year, yeah. Moonfall. Moonfall Take too. The, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's the other thing, too. Like, the, the funny thing, though, is, is that other than sporting events, the Oscars is the number one viewed television event in the world. Still is. And a lot of people aren't even really big movie fans tune in for different reasons. Mm -hmm. One is the fashion. I never understood that myself. I love it. But I mean, there are people like literally right and, and their entire industries based on talking about the fashion that was worn at the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fashionista. Obviously, I, I dress like a drunk hobo. So, I mean, that's fine. So I don't understand fashion at all. But I mean, a lot of people have these different things. So it, uh, whatever. Well, we'll see how it plays John, out. John, I just want to know if the accountants at Price Waterhouse are going to be accepting. Tabulating the votes. But the votes have to come in from the planet Earth. It can't just be North American centric. I expect this fan vote to cover the entire planet. Well, and, good and luck, it's, it's an online thing. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have any geographical restrictions. Well, that's good. And when, when are they going to announce a host? At the Oscar. Oh, a uh, host. tomorrow. Because you know what? Okay. I, I don't. I w I'm not really into Oscars, but I do watch if it, the host I like. You know, I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Apparently, but, they're announcing tomorrow. That's what so, I heard. They're going to announce I mean, they have to. The Oscars are a month away. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm still thinking it's going to be Tom Holland and maybe Holland McGuire and Garfield. I mean, uh, Holland look, McGuire. How, they're <laughs> the way to honor Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, do that. I mean, all three of those guys have a great legacy yeah. in Hollywood. There's no, I mean, they might be youngsters, Tobey Maguire being the oldest, but Tobey Maguire has a great filmography. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't he host the Oscars? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, don't count out um, Kevin Hart. Don't oh. count out Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. I, I, was, I was talking to somebody about this last night online, and they mentioned it, and I'm saying, no, no, that'll never, oh, but they, they raise the points like, you know what? This could be seen like a do-over, a redemption thing for both Kevin Hart and the Oscars, because of course he was supposed to host the Oscars, and then mm -hmm. they pulled that and all that. I know. I'm just saying, I would give a 10% chance to Kevin Hart maybe doing it. I I'd love know. to see Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson co-host. That would be fine. That would be that would be a new version of Steve Martin and uh, who does Steve Martin do with Alec Baldwin? Was yes. Steve Martin and Alec Baldwin yeah, co-host one year? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but that could be funny. Kevin, but I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Anyway, guys. Question is for you. What do you think about this thing that they're doing basically an online poll of what's the fan favorite movie this year? And they'll just announce who it was at the Oscars. I don't think it's a great idea, but I don't see anything particularly bad about it. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's do another off the top here. And that is this. You know, considering that the movie industry with the hundreds and hundreds of films they make every year, they also really love going for recognizable IP, which is, makes it kind of surprising that there hasn't been a Barbie movie. <clears throat> now, I remember a number of years doesn't ago... Doesn't though. Come on. <laughs> doesn't though, really? But I remember a couple of years ago, uh, why am I forgetting the comedian actress's name uh, from Trainwreck? Uh, Amy, Amy Schumer? Schumer. Amy Schumer had a Barbie movie in development. 
And I remember, I think this was still back in the AMC movie talk days, but I remember saying, you know what? This isn't a bad idea. The idea of taking the script of Barbie and flipping it on its head and you have Amy Schumer doing it. I actually thought that could be fairly interesting. Anyway, mm -hmm. nothing ever came of that and it sort of quietly went away. But then we found out a couple of years ago that it's been revived, but now it's a Margot Robbie vehicle and they rewrote it. And the director of like, what was it? Uh, Bird cage, not Birdcage. Um, Lady Bird. Lady Bird, thank you. Lady Bird Academy, like uh, Greta Gerwig, is mm -hmm. that who it was? Is writing and directing it with Noah Baumbach, is, is who's wrote it as well. It's like, really? So you got like Academy level talent? And wasn't it Anne Hathaway before Margot Robbie? Wasn't it Amy Schumer, no. then Anne Hathaway, then Margot Robbie? You know what? I think you're right. I yeah. think it did hit that mid. Because I remember making that graphic. Well. So it's gone through a couple of revisions. Ray remembers all the movie news in history because he was doing graphics for them. So he remembers <laughs> everything that happened. But you're right. I think I think Anne Hathaway is in there. So now you got this uh, Margot Robbie with literally Academy level talent writing it well we knew ryan gosling was joining it so that we found out already but now shang chi is coming into the picture as it has <laughs> been announced that simu lu is joining the movie now they're not saying about anything about what he's playing and no he's not going to be playing asian ken uh the ken is apparently going to be played by ryan gosling so we'll see how that goes but apparently he has joined up with it in the ever-growing career of simu lu now of course simu lu burst on the scene good canadian kid in the amazing one of the best things you can possibly watch on tv it's called kim's convenience if you haven't seen it get on netflix and search for it that show will have you hooked in the first five minutes of the very first episode um oh god what is it called uh gay discount that's right yeah the very first episode gay, gay discount. discount the first oh. five minutes of that show will have you hooked forever anyway that's where he kind of got introduced then of course he got his big break to play shang chi and now it looks like it's not a one hit wonder as he's moving on so this comes to us from the folks over at cineblender write the following barbie is coming to live action and the project gets more interesting every time we learn something new about it for one margot robbie will star as barbie herself along with producing under her company lucky chap entertainment which has been which is seriously I had a great track record between making I, Tonya, Birds of Prey, and Promising Young Woman. And Birds of Prey. Anyway, and Promising Young Woman. Uh, Lady Bird and Little Women's, uh, Little Women's Greta Gerwig co-wrote and is directing the movie. Oh, and now Simu Liu is involved. Yes, the star of Marvel's big hit Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is currently in negotiations to be in the Barbie movie alongside Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, uh, and uh, is it America or is it Amarika? America. Okay, because I have a friend with that first name and she pronounced it Amarika. America Ferreira, the Hollywood, says the Hollywood Reporter. We don't know what role Simu Liu is, play, is being eyed for, but it's not Ken. Ryan Gosling will be having that pleasure. So Simu Liu's career is expanding. And listen, it wasn't just the martial arts that I thought were great in Shang-Chi. I thought he did a really good job, particularly the dynamic between him and Aquafina. I thought that kind of really made the, the emotional part of the movie sing. I love their dynamic together. I think this is great. Let's see what else he can do. And so I'm excited for him. Anyway, Chris, you hear this? Simu Liu is joining Barbie. What do you think? Oh, I love this. He's wonderful. And I totally agree. Kim's Convenience is one of the best things you can watch on television ever. It is so heartwarming. It is so pure. Watch it right now, guys. Um, he's <laughs> doing so much stuff. I love this. We also have him coming out in One True Loves, which is going to be a rom-com with him and Philippa Sue from Hamilton fame. 
I think we're going to see a lot more of him. He's alluded to being a song and dance man as well and wanting to do more of that in films. So I think he's just really laying out a lot of different options for himself right now, showing us everything he can do. He's not just the hot guy from Kim's Convenience. He's not just the guy who can do martial arts. He's a really, really strong actor. And this makes me very excited, especially because Barbie stuff, Honestly, y'all, I know you're going to think I'm being so cheesy, has been great lately. Those Barbie vlogs, <laughs> they're wonderful. They're so good. They're voiced by America Young, who is a talented director, uh, stunt coordinator, and voice actress. And they're great. We're seeing this, like, flawed Barbie. She's amazing. So I'm really excited for this film. Rob, you had a chance to, to hear about this. What do you think? Does this make you any more interested in a Barbie project? Well, when I was younger, my my twelve inch GI Joes used to date my sister's Barbies. I think we were all there, you know, and, all of us were because there. they didn't make civilian vehicles or domiciles to live in for GI Joes. You always had like the mobile support vehicle or a helicopter, but Barbie had the townhouse, and the Bionic Woman figure had the blow up dome house and the pink Corvette. So I'm a Barbie fan, have been my whole life. Um, if I'm going to see a Barbie movie, why not have a pretty interesting cast of people? Um, Margot Robbie, I'll watch anything she's in. Simu Liu, like you said, you got you turned me on to Kim's Convenience. And like you said, gay discount, the first five minutes of the first episode. And I'm not a sitcom guy, John. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm not a sitcom guy. I was in. I'm like, all right, I, I really enjoyed it. And, and all the cast of that show was great, too. Yeah. So, look, not going to lie, Barbie is not the first movie that I'm going to run out and see. What? What? Uh, <laughs> Call me crazy. I mean, just from, uh, from first of all, I feel maybe a little creepy, old as I am. Uh, but still, I will go out and see it. And by the way, this is going to be one of the most obscenely attractive casts right? ever. <laughs> like Margot Robbie, Simu Liu, Ryan God. By the way, good Canadian connection in that thing. You had Canadians representing in this movie, so... Who knows? Anyway, guys. Well, does that mean you're going to rent a theater out and have a John Campia show fan event for Barbie? As long as you come wearing Canadian colors. Yep. I think I should. I'm All right. Girl, I'll bend you down. I'm going to hold you to that, John. We'll see about that. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about this? Simu Lu joining the Barbie film. Uh, do you like it? Do you not? Does this give you a little bit more interest in it? Maybe it's not for you at all. Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down in the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's do one more off the top, shall we? And that one more off the top is this. Now, you guys know that my most anticipated film of the year, By a Mile. Well, actually, it's not By a Mile anymore. That damn Doctor Strange movie has made it a real... That Doctor Strange trailer has made Doctor Strange to a real close second. But still, my number one most anticipated film of the year is uh is the dark knight i mean that's the one i'm looking forward to that's the one i mean yeah there's a lot of things we're looking forward to and everything but that is one that's definitely right up there now one of the big questions that we've been addressing on the show has been how well do we think the dark knight can actually do you know because it's it's a different beast than spider-man no way home is it's it's one that is darker it's grittier there are going to be people that bring their kids to it but not as many people that would bring their kids to it as spider-man no way home Plus, unlike Spider-Man, which has been going from strength to strength to strength and strong, uh, strong reception from strong reception, Batman has been a little divisive lately with the results of Batman versus Superman, Justice League, things like that. People haven't been all as on board with Batman. There's a little bit of confusion about Batman since we have Ben Affleck is still going to be reprising the role. You got Michael Keaton is going to be doing it, stuff like that, you know, all that kind of stuff. So how big will it be? Not really sure. 
But one of the factors in that question of how big can it be has been China. Will it get played in China? Because a lot of films have not been playing in China. Well, it's official. It's playing in China. As Robert Pattinson and the main cast of Hello, Batman have come out, you can hear them talking here now. I'm going to mute them. <laughs> but this is Robert Pattinson and the cast of the Batman coming out announcing that they're going to be playing in China. That they are indeed coming and it ends great with Paul Dano not saying anything, just holding up the the little question marks and stuff, stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty cool. So it is official. The Batman is going to be playing in China. Now, this isn't terribly unusual. The Batman has gotten some love in China. Now, I don't think I don't think Batman Begins played there. It might have. I know the Dark Knight didn't. At least I'm pretty sure it didn't. But the Dark Knight Rises did play there. Batman versus Superman played there. Justice League played there. So it getting that. Now, I'm seeing some people online saying that this guarantees it'll be a hundred it'll be a billion dollar film. That the Batman getting played in China, which is the second largest movie market in the world, is going to guarantee that the Batman will be a billion dollar film. And I do not share that optimistic appraisal of the situation, to, wow. to quote Vader. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying it can't hit a billion dollars. Don't get me wrong. I, absolutely not. I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying that it getting released in China necessarily represents the automatic because here's the thing. Let's jump into the Campia classroom just for a second. So The Dark Knight Rises, right? Very popular movie with a lot of people. Did get a China release. It made $53 million in China. $53 million is not a number that you can add to your total that guarantees a billion-dollar box office. Well, that was The Dark Knight Rises. Well, we move forward to Batman versus Superman. And Batman versus Superman made $92 million. Again... A good number, but not a number that says, oh, well, automatically the Batman is going to get a billion dollars at the box office. Then we fast forward to Justice League. Justice League did even better, but not by a ton. Justice League made $106 million in China. A good number. That's $100 million. That represents roughly 10% of what you need to get to a bit. But again, it's not a number that guarantees because look, if it was if these Batman movies were pulling in $285 million in China, well, then I'd go, well, yeah, I think that pretty much then makes it a certainty. That's But I don't think it's there yet. I don't think these kind of numbers. So while I think it is relevant that Batman is getting played in China and significant, I don't think that that alone guarantees the billion-dollar box office draw. And again, before people purposely misinterpret me i am not saying that the batman isn't going to make a billion dollars i'm not saying that at all i'm just saying getting a china release is not the magic bullet the china release is not that one final straw that's going to tip everything in the favor of the batman getting there significant yes fate altering i don't think so there at least the track record in the history hasn't shown that so far through all the different batman iterations that have played there anyway rob you hear that the batman is getting played in china I know a lot of movies and fans have been wanting to see their favorite films getting open there. So now we're seeing a big comic book movie getting open there. The Batman has played decently in China before. Number one, what do you think about it getting a release there? And what do you think this ultimately means for its financial destiny? Well, I mean, look, as we know, there are fans of the Batman and comic book films the world over. They delight the planet. So that one of the largest centers of human population on this on this globe of ours 
is China, it's nice to know that fans will be able to access this material and it'll not be sold on the streets in bootleg copies on every street corner. I mean, I'm sure it will be as well, but at least it's going to come out in theaters. And I think that's great. I think it's great that fans will be able to see it and also it will add to the box office coffers of Warner Brothers for making the film. Um, do I think it's going to have a significant impact on the box office? It will have some, obviously. Um, but, you know, I, this is a three-hour movie. It is an untried Batman. It is an unknown quantity. Everything we've seen, John, you and I are deliriously excited for this movie. The three-hour running time leads me to believe it's going to be epic, and I can't wait to see this movie. And um, I think overall, they seem to be playing, Warner Brothers is playing this one very, very well. And I expect big things to come from, I'm not even going to say his name. I'm not even going to say our favorite nickname anymore, but I'll just call him Battenson. I think the Battenson era is going to begin in a big way, and I'm looking forward to it, John. Well, Chris, you, you hear about this. First of all, what do you think about the fact that Batman is getting there? I mean, look, it's not unusual for big comic book movies to play in China. Nope. It's just that lately it's it's been more dry than anything else. This one is now getting played there like previous Batman films have. How big of an impact do you think this is going to have on on how it does overall? I think this is great because correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was back in 2019. There were a whole bunch of Batman issues with just some images in China being taken down. Lots of the future is young kind of imagery that did not go over well. Oh, I can't remember that. Um, chat, please correct me on that if I'm I'm not recalling that correctly. Um, when we get more people to see a movie, that's a win. You know, people should get to see movies. They should get to experience it as right. they're supposed to. So that's very, very exciting. Like you all, I am cautiously optimistic about the numbers on that side of things, just because we don't know how that's going to turn out. But what it all comes down to is more people get to see a movie as it's intended, not having to, you know, bootleg it, stream it from a shady site, use their VPN. So that's always a really, really good thing. <laughs> all right, guys. The wait, question. Wait, wait, oh, hold on. Uh oh, just uh -oh. one second. Right, I, I hate to bring this because I'm going to forget and we're going to forget. But since we're talking about the Batman, there's a yeah. couple of viewers in there that want to know about the fan event. If you got that oh, ready for that's for us, right, yeah. the fan event. I'll tell because you what, it's going to get too close to the Batman, and we can't. Yeah. Tell you what, remind me again as we get closer to the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, once you know, once we get to the end of the main topics, we'll announce okay. how. Because uh, for those of you who don't know, we are hosting a John Campia Show viewer event on the opening day of the Batman in Los Angeles in Burbank, California, where you can come and watch the Batman with us. We will give you details on how you can score an invitation to that near the end of the episode. So make sure you Bribery. stay tuned in for that. Bribery. <laughs> Bribery will get you an invitation. <laughs> Bribery will get you everywhere. Totally get you an invitation. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about this? Like how significant or insignificant do you think the box office results that they're going to gain in China will play? Do you think this movie is even going to play well in China? What do you guys think about it? Jump down into the comment section below. And let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. Before we move into our main topics here today, we want to take a second and thank one of the sponsors of today's show. The good folks, I, it's one of my favorite things that I own right now, the good folks over at Peloton. Hey, guys, we want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's video, Peloton. Now, listen, in the never-ending quest to try to stay in shape, one of the keys is to vary up your workout and your exercises to make sure you avoid losing your motivation and keep from getting burnt out from doing the same thing over and over again. Peloton has you covered. I know for me, one of the keys was getting my Peloton tread and using the Peloton app to get my varied workouts in. And Peloton just keeps pushing you forward with new classes, new music, new ways to keep your workouts fun and motivating. One of the newer offerings that has me personally 
personally really excited is their boxing classes. Peloton is stepping into the ring with its newest discipline, and you don't even have to have any gloves. Discover a fast, furious, and fun workout with Peloton instructors in your corner. Even if you've never boxed before, these classes will have you working up a sweat while working on the fundamentals of form, footwork, and fun combos that will keep you on your toes. Peloton has a workout for every day and every kind of schedule. So guys, right now, visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. And a big thank you to the folks over at Peloton for sponsoring the John Campus Show. Okay, guys, with that down, let's get into our main topics here today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics here in the John Campus Show? Well, it's really rather simple. You see, you guys come up with them. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down, Chris, what is our first main topic today? This comes from Alan Renshaw. I just heard the tragic news of the passing of Ivan Reitman. I love the original Ghostbusters and I loved his work. What are some of your favorite works of his and your thoughts on his passing? Yeah, thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And I was really saddened yesterday when I saw the news. I, I saw somebody write that into me on something and I thought it was a joke. And I went and uh, checked it out and it's true. Uh, Ivan Reitman, iconic filmmaker, passed away. You know, it's funny. Um, me and uh, Aaron were at CinemaCon a few months ago, and Ivan Reitman was there. Came out on stage with his son, Jason Reitman, to talk about the new Ghostbusters film, and he looked great. He, he looked, like, energetic and whatever. And so when I heard this news, I was incredibly saddened to hear about it. Um, I want to hear what everybody else has to say about the passing of Ivan Reitman, but I, I will say this. Obviously, he will probably go down most remembered for Ghostbusters. And rightfully so. I mean, that thing is an iconic, you know, culture kind of defining sort of film. Everybody knows and loves the Ghostbusters. But whether you're talking about things like Stripes or being behind a film like Animal House or what have you, all big and iconic things. But when I think of Ivan Reitman, you guys have heard me talk about this one movie that is very special to me that I just find so fun and so charming and so wonderful. And it's one that not a ton of people saw. But he did a movie with Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein called Dave. I love this movie so much. I love Dave. For those of you who don't so know the good. basic principle of Dave, Kevin Klein plays a guy named Dave who just happens, coincidentally, look completely identical to the President of the United States. And when the President of the United States has a health issue, an embarrassing, brought on by an embarrassing situation, and he's incapacitated. The government goes and gets this Dave guy to stand in for the president so people don't panic or, or anything like that, right? He even for a little while fools the first lady, played by Sigourney Weaver. And this guy fixes all the mistakes in the United States of America. Listen, is it kind of ridiculous? Yes, but that is a movie that has given me so much joy. And of course, when you look at Animal House, Stripes, uh, uh, all the other stuff that he's done, for sure. But that's a movie to me that I think about and just makes me smile. And it just gave me an awful lot of joy. Uh, his son, Jason Reitman, has gone on to become one of my favorite directors. 
um, in the world. The, Jason Ryman is just so incredibly talented, whether you're talking about, you know, Juno or you're talking about thank you for smoking awesome. or, I mean, he's just up in the air. Jason, his son turned out to be a world-class director in and of himself. I met Jason Reitman when he and I ended up sitting beside each other at a mutual friend's wedding. It was my first time I got to meet him. But anyway, uh, Ivan Reitman passes away at the age of 75. Very, very sad to hear. I think he still had a lot of great years. I mean, the dude was only 75. I mean, that by today's standards, I mean, that's still fairly young. I, I was, we, He still had many good years in him to still deliver more films to us on different levels as a producer and whatnot. And I think it's sad to hear. Anyway, Rob, I know you were a fan of Ivan Reitman. Uh, your thoughts on the passing of Reitman and and what do you think of first when you think about his career? Well, I have to say, I go all the way back to Meatballs and you brought up Stripes. Oh, Meatballs, yes. You know, and are you ready for the summer? You know, <laughs> I, I, I loved Meatballs, but I think my favorite Ivan Reitman movie, I think Dave is great, but I love Stripes. You know, those That's early... That's the fact, Jack! It's, it's, it's... Lighten up, Francis. You know, you have war notes, but it was the first time Bill Murray and Harold Ramis were on screen together... Or scream? On screen... On, uh, on screen together. <laughs> and PJ Souls and Sean Young are in it as their love interests and the, the ultra-cool RV, the battle RV that they... But it's just there... What I loved about Stripes was... There was something about the situational humor. Sure, people think about Animal House. I'm a zit. Get it? But there's a lot of smart humor in that movie. And there was a lot of smart humor in Stripes. And the situation that Ramis and, and Murray found themselves in, they were both kind of like these schlep rock dudes. But they weren't, they weren't stupid. They were kind of like early versions of the dude from, from um, uh, of Jeff, Jeff Bridges, the dude. They were like... Bill Murray was the dude before Jeff Bridges was the dude. And and I love that. And they find themselves in the army. I just, I watched Stripes a hundred times. And I just loved Ivan Reitman's sense of humor. And then, of course, Ghostbusters was, comp combined that with full-blown 65-millimeter Richard Edlund special effects. And even Ghostbusters has a situational-type humor where it all comes out of character. And he was really good at that. Reitman was really good at that. Even when he made, like, a movie that I didn't love, like Legal Eagles with oh, Deborah I remember Winger. that, yes. It wasn't great, but I still liked it. You know, I was always entertained by Ivan Reitman's movies. And uh, he's, in terms of the Canadian film industry in the 70s, he was responsible for getting a lot of other Canadian filmmakers launched. So he has a great legacy of work. And um, I don't think anyone's ever said a bad word about the man. Uh, anyway... You know, Chris, you hear about him. What What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the career and everything of Ivan Reitman? Oh, I mean, definitely Ghostbusters. I had a proton pack as a kid that I ran around with. I loved <laughs> that movie so much. I still do the cats and dogs living together quote constantly. Mm -hmm. I think it's brilliant. But Dave is such a beautiful movie that I'm so excited you talked about because it's so great. The relationship that Kevin Klein and Ving Rhames have in that movie is so sweet. I love it so much. That moment where he's like, Dave, I would have taken a bullet for you. Like, oh. <clears throat> <laughs> what in this goofy little comedy there's so much love but i mean he he was just such an incredible director a brilliant producer too he produced yeah. so much great stuff and it was just so heartbreaking to to see his son's statements too about everything because he was saying how he lost his hero and i feel like a lot of people feel the same way anyway guys uh incredible iconic filmmaker ivan reitman passes away at the age of 75 what do you guys think of when you think about his incredible career? What movies or moments that he's given you that have brought joy into your life are the ones that you think about today? Jump on down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, 
Let's move on to main topic number two. Chris, what is our second main topic today? This is from Xandersaurus. Hello, John. Hope you and Anne are having a lovely Valentine's Day. According to Screen Rant, a rumor has been reported that Disney is planning a new trilogy that'll be a post-sequel trilogy about the continuation of Rey Skywalker, and actress Daisy Ridley herself has signed a new contract for this project. I know John once said that he doesn't care about another trilogy, but what are your thoughts about this rumor? Do you think Grogu, aka Baby Yoda, might show up in this new trilogy? All right, thanks a lot for saying that in Xandersaurus. And this is a great example of how a small piece of information comes out and then broken telephone happens. And all of a sudden, that little piece of information slightly changes meaning on and on and on and on. Here's the basics of this. Somebody who was a writer and editor for Vanity Fair, as legit as it comes, a former reporter for Vanity Fair, who now works on other stuff, mentioned in a podcast that they had heard, and we'll read their direct quote in a second, but that they had heard that Star Wars is looking at a new trilogy that focuses on the remaking of the Jedi Order, something along those lines. Rey is never mentioned. There is nothing about Rey being in it, number one. Although that's a reasonable assumption, sure. but still. Nothing about that. Certainly nothing about Daisy Ridley has signed on for a new trilogy. This is a great example of a little piece of information. And as it gets post, it spreads down and a rolling snowball gets bigger and bigger and bigger with information that was never actually a part of the initial story. Let's go over. This is what was actually said. This comes up to Screen Rant. Former Vanity Fair reporter Joanna Robinson revealed on the Ringerverse podcast that she's heard whispers that Lucasfilm is actively developing a new trilogy that tackles a revamped Jedi Order. That being said, the journalist also reminded fans that you can fill an entire stadium with ideas Lucasfilm has been interested in, but never actually realized. Okay, so... Let's go back to part one here. Track things back to the source. Joanna's a legit source. Somebody who's a reporter and writer for Vanity Fair. I think we've got a fairly solid source here. What she actually said was that they're looking at a new revamped Jedi Order trilogy. That is what we have. What was not said was that Daisy Ridley would be a part of it. And she was certainly not saying that she has signed on to blah, blah, blah. That's all stuff that got added further down the broken telephone line that has no legitimacy. That all being said, she was very right to then point out that Lucasfilm has had a lot of ideas that they didn't go forward with, as should be the case. You should come up with millions of ideas, but only very, very a few of them should be the ones that actually go through to the finish line. So there's all that. Now, I get it. If you're going to do a new trilogy and it's about the reformation of the Jedi Order, listen, I don't know how you do that without having Rey. I mean, she's the last remaining kind of Jedi. She is now the embodiment, according to that terrible movie, The Rise of Skywalker. And I am a Disney Star Wars, I'm a Disney Star Wars era fan. I am, but The Rise of Skywalker, I thought was terrible. Anyway, but according to that movie, she's now the manifestation and embodiment of all the Jedi that have come before her. She's the Avatar. She's the last airbender, yo. She's she's the last force bender. So if anybody's going to be re reinvigorating the Jedi Order, it's her. Of course, they could say, this is 100 years later, 150 years later. The Jedi Order is still in the early days. Remember, the Jedi have been around for generations, millennia. They've been around for thousands of years. After 100 years, they're still in their infancy if they're reestablishing a new Jedi Order. So it very well could be a, a new Jedi Order idea, which I'm not going to lie, it's an idea that excites me. 
And it could very well not have Daisy Ridley in it. Daisy Ridley, who I like very much, but I think we're ready to move past the Poe, Finn, and Rey era of Star Wars. So if that's the notion, I think that's great. I mean, I, I would love it. And do I think this is a possibility? Rob, I remember a while ago, you and I talked about the idea of, okay, what would a new Star Wars trilogy be? We've talked about this many, many, many times. And we floated the idea, well, it's kind of going to, would have to kind of focus on where are the Jedi at now, right? And that's definitely one of the ideas. So I see that as a perfectly legitimate thing. I would just, number one, I wouldn't believe for a second that Daisy Ridley would be attached to it because I think Star Wars knows they need to move on from that era. It had its fans, like me, at least for a couple of the films, but it also was the as deep a division as the prequels ever were. They got to move, as they moved on from the prequels, only referencing the prequel stuff, they need to move on from the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Reference it, it's canon, but they need to move on from it. So if they do this, and it's about a reestablished Jedi Order, and it's set 75, 100, 200 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker, sign me up. Do I think this is actually happening? No, I don't. But if that's what they did with it, I'd be perfectly happy. Rob, uh, you hear this. What do you think the idea about coming back to the episodic Star Wars and basing it on the reformation of the Jedi Order, strengths and weaknesses? What do you think? Well, I think Star Wars movies, even the Je the Disney uh, sequel series, as much as I was not a fan of especially how it wound up like you, it still made a, a billion dollars. I mean, they're still money makers, and from a from a business standpoint, it makes it's good business to make more Star Wars films. I just hope that a, a new Jedi Order and and the the reformation of of the Jedi is something that's really interesting. They could make a really great film. I only hope that they spend a lot of time and really hone those scripts and come up with a truly great story that can span three movies that is really well thought thought through, really well designed. And they really get filmmakers that know how to do this kind of thing. Um, I like the idea, but, and I'm sure they're going to make another trilogy of movies. Hell, I wanted, after that Patty Jenkins announcement on the tarmac of a Air Force base when they announced Rogue Squadron or whatever, I'm like, I want to see that. But sadly, we're probably not going to. But still, I like Star Wars. I have since I was 10 years old. Bring it on as long as it's good. Mm -hmm. Chris, you have a chance to, to hear about this. Number one, what do you think about the notion of them doing something like this? Do you think it's something that could actually happen? And how would you feel about it? Oh, it absolutely will happen. They'll definitely do another trilogy. Um, I just, I do want us to get away from the Skywalker dynasty, though. And that was one of the things we had talked about way back in the day about this film when we were talking about what we want from Rise of Skywalker, how I wanted it to be like a Batman Beyond situation. Can we create an Anakin? Does it have to be uh, through blood? Is it through upbringing? Is it a combination of circumstance and all these other things? I wanted it to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse where anyone could wear the mask. And I want that with Jedi. Anyone has the potential to be a Jedi. It is just something that could happen to you. So I'm more interested in that aspect. I love Daisy. I think she's a brilliant actress. I don't have as many problems with Rey as some people do. Um, and I understand that. And I respect that. I think we can pepper her in there, but we can explore something else now. And 1000% would Grogu be in this. We have a character that can live hundreds of years that is beloved. Y'all would be bonkers to think that little dude's not showing up. Uh, I don't think he's showing up. What? You're bonkers. I think he's going to die. <gasps> Yeah. You shut your mouth, Camp. I, 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 I think I think oh. Grogu dies. Mm. I ain't saying a Mandalorian season three. Oh, no. But I, I don't I don't think or 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 
or Baby Yoda goes bad and, and goes dark yeah. side. I, I think you might be right about that, dude. I don't understand why people think that just because Grogu is from the same race as Yoda, that he's supposed to be some Jedi or even good. That doesn't make sense. That'd be like saying that every human being on the planet should become a samurai at some point. I just feel like you all should stop talking about our son yeah. this way. Now, he's the internet son. Now, again, to be fair, the only two other members of that species we've seen in Star Wars have both been Master Jedi, yes. right? Yoda and Yadel, right? So that so now we got a third, and clearly he is uh, he's Force adept. Mm -hmm. So, but I also think I mean maybe this is just me playing off the fan art a little bit too much. But the fan art, have you seen any of the fan art of evil baby Yoda? Oh, yeah. I'm fine with him being evil. I, I just don't want him to be dead. And then he dies. No. He goes evil and then dies. No. I mean, it's funny that that, that I, I think. And who kills him? Luke kills him. <gasps> oh, God. No, no. Think about this. Follow me here. This is Shakespearean. Luke, who was going to try to train little baby Yoda, mm -hmm. offered him a choice. And they, they departs. He leaves. Eventually, that choice is going to lead him down to a dark path. He becomes dark. And before the events of The Force Awakens, Luke has to confront what was going to be his pupil and defeats him, and and baby Yoda dies. Grogu dies. Luke's a I'm writing crap. the script for you, Lucas. Well, wait, Film mine. It's the end of the Jedi. It's the end of the Jedi then. Why are all of Luke's students bad? Is he just that shit of a teacher? What's yeah. happening? What, Luke forcing Grogu to make that choice early on in their relationship was, was incredibly selfish. And I, I'm like, Luke, I like it. Uh, you lost me, Luke. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a reason your Jedi temple burned yep. at, at Agreed. Solo. I Agreed. mean, I mean, who who are you? to This guy, like, I, you're training me. I'm I'm new to this. Yeah. And you're asking me to now make a choice and tell me I can't have any connections. He's a what yep. connection you want me to have with you, Luke? You're asking me to have a connection with you, exactly. but telling me or you're saying that you're more important than the the Mandalorian who's who's shown me a lot more he's been there a lot longer than you have bro let him wait, just wait, be wait, a little wait. baby Mando and he can be a bounty hunter and it'll be amazing and he can cut fools with the dark saber and I'll watch the shit out of that show I just want to say one more thing yup to Rob yup yeah yeah I mean, but no, but hold on a second. remember Luke is also the guy who knows that the one Jedi the one Jedi who embraced personal attachment led to the greatest genocide in the history of the galaxy. He, his own father was the one Jedi that embraced attachment to Padme, and that attachment led him to becoming Darth Vader. Yup. <laughs> You're right, too. This is going to be a problem for me. <laughs> How does Luke know that? Because Luke was told by this, he found all this out in Jedi, in the movie Jedi, He's known this for a couple of days, and then he ends up, he battles his father and the Emperor and burns his father's body. How does he know that Vader had these attachments? There's the hollow net. He found out. He found, kept, kept talking to Obi-Wan, whatever, but he found out. But I, again, that's the thing in Star Wars is that ultimately, like everybody talks about, uh, and this is the, well, I think this is a very interesting point of conversation if you're a Star Wars fan. Everybody talks about, yeah, I mean, that, that the way the Jedi did, it was so, but the one guy who broke the rule led to exactly what the Jedi always said it would lead to. And it led to the great, you know, genocide across the universe, the destruction of entire planets and peoples, because that dude secretly went behind the, the Jedi Order's back, got married, got emotionally attached, and it led to decimation across the galaxy. And and I think Luke knows that now. It's like, no, we they gotta hold on to this. Well, he was also manipulated by Palpatine. No, no doubt. 
but he was able to be manipulated because he had that attachment. It was he he played on the on the Padme part. That was his in with Anakin. It I would say I would Padme. say that Anakin's seeds of Anakin's destruction were 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 early on. I don't think you're wrong about that either. Yeah. Like his attachment to his mother, his which which led to the whole thing with the um, with the uh, sand people and the and the killing of the sand people. His attachment to Padme, which led him to that. You're right. I mean, it, it was planted early, but it became an ongoing thing. I, I mean, after after he murdered sand people, he was lost. <laughs> I mean, it's like he killed sand people. You know, his mother, uh, and that wasn't necessarily manipulation. That was something that came from his childhood. <laughs> yeah. he should never have been a Jedi. And he did it in no. such pure disdain. He just walked in there. He didn't even try to sneak around. He just went in there. And yeah, just... he right. He wrecked shop. It's yeah. not like, come on, mom, let's sneak you out of here. Well, maybe it's time for Luke <laughs> to go down. You know, it's time. Luke, I don't know. Luke, when it's he, over, he did go down. We saw it in Last Jedi, and yeah. and and uh, Rise went of down victoriously. I'll say, even though I don't, I don't like the. the uh, he went down victorious. Anyway, that's a big thing. Question is for you guys. What do you think about the notion of a new trilogy of Star Wars films, but focusing on the reformation of the Jedi Order? Whether that happens immediately after the events of the Rise of Skywalker, or what I would prefer to see, is takes place maybe 100, 150 years after it. Do you think Grogu could be a part of it? Do you think he's dead? I think he's dead. But we'll find out. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. What do you guys think? Jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts maybe he started the first order Ooh. okay i mean that's fun what Ooh. okay now we're getting a lot of different stuff okay anyway guys with that down let's move on to main topic number three shall we but before we get into our third topic it's time for us to take another break here and listen to one of the sponsors of today's episode of the john campus show and and i love these guys the delicious hello fresh Hey guys, we want to take a moment and thank a sponsor of today's video, HelloFresh. So guys, look, my wife Anne and I were both working professionals, so we know how tricky, difficult, and time-consuming it can be to try to eat properly and prepare your own meals at home. And that's why, like over a year ago, we started using HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. I mean, you skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and probably most importantly, affordable. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your orders online or right in the app. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size, or skip a week whenever you need to. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the exact same quality, and you can save on average over $65 a month when you order HelloFresh instead of going grocery shopping. So guys, I'm telling you, whether you are single or have a family, you are going to love HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Campia16 and use the promo code Campia16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's again, HelloFresh.com slash Campia16 and use that promo code Campia16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. And a big thank you to the folks over at HelloFresh for sponsoring today's episode of the John Campia Show. And I'm not lying, Ann and I use it. It's delicious. We love it. Anyway, guys. With that down, let's now move on to main topic number three. Chris, what is our third main topic today? This is from Brenton P. Hey, John and team, big fan of the show. Thank you. Sunday at midnight, the official trailer dropped for Jordan Peele's upcoming horror film, Nope. And I was truly intrigued at the brief look we were able to see. It looks like his most cinematic venture yet. 
Where's your anticipation level at for, uh, at for Nope? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in, Brenton. All right. I'll say this about Jordan Peele. I, like everybody else, was completely enamored with uh, Get Out. L loved it. Loved it. It, it. I mean, it just, it was different and it weird. It played on some great traditional horror thriller tropes, but did them in completely unique ways and kind of a combination I'd not seen done before. And by the end of it, it is both a little bit of a mind F and kind of an exciting thing, like when you see people getting what's coming to them. Like it, it had, had a great combination of all that kind of stuff. So because of that excitement, I went into Us with big anticipation, not to mention, you know, the future ex-Mrs. Campia, Lupita Nyong'o. Like I love Academy Award winner, Lupita Nyong'o, who gave, she's an Academy Award winner. I actually think her performance in Us might be the best performance she's ever given. Like I, I was floored of her performance, but I did not love the movie. It just, it was a little too, the logic was far too disconnected in too many different places. It's just the basic premise of what they're trying to get us to believe about this world within a world. It didn't make any logical sense whatsoever. No. And because of that complete lack of any logic, I wasn't able to emotionally connect to the movie at all. And by the time it ended, I was just glad it was over. I didn't hate the movie. Again, remarkable. Winston Duke as well. Mbaku. He's incredible. He was so good in that. And I've never loved, I've got, I've never loved the song as much as I did after hearing, seeing that movie. But I, I did not love it the way I loved Get Out. But then we heard he's doing this nope. And I remember going like, what is it going to be about? We heard whispers about maybe something about aliens and stuff like that. Well, the trailer came out for nope. And they played it during Super Bowl. And I'll tell you what, it starts off very traditional, right? Like, like, a, like a lot of different traditional horror movies will do. It establishes normalcy. Here's something in the normal world. This woman talking about, she's got a horse training Hollywood service, which is cool, their background. Just see them kind of out there on the range, living their life. Normalcy, we see that in a lot of type of horror thrill movies. But then the normalcy turns. And all of a sudden something's freaking out or there's a knock on the door or there's whispers in the shadows or something like that. And in this case, everybody's looking up at the sky and then all hell starts to break loose and they show us all hell breaking loose without even really letting us know what it is. It's doing. We see power going out, everybody looking up to the sky, sometimes dark shadows, creepy hands, creepy smiles, whatever. And it's just like, I don't even know what's going on, but this looks creepy as hell. Now I had the same kind of feeling with us those that those trailers really did it for me so i'm not going to get let myself oh that van has a fries van oh it makes me miss fries so much that used to be like my favorite store fries okay anyway sorry oh, oh. oh. i thought you were actually talking about french fries. french fries no 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 fries oh, fries. Right. Fries, I fries, miss fries fries so much anyway uh, it reminds me a lot of the, the trailers for us but regardless this is a pretty damn good trailer <laughs> i like it a lot uh, and it totally got me, especially when that scene of her on the road is dark. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just like, it, that's exactly how I would react. And of course, those of you who don't know this, and maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. For those of you who may not know, Ray Aura, uh, kind of sensitive to the scary movie stuff. And and I just, I just remember the first time I think we were over at 
the aura house and we we're all sitting on the couch i think it's night and night, lights are off and i think a bunch of us were there there's some kind of scary movie on and i just remember ray getting up and walking out of the room nah nope no, no, Same no. Nah. You can't force me to watch anything no. I don't want to see. And then another time we were watching, I never forget this. Another time we were watching like something scary, like it was some kind of scary movie. And like Ray kind of either turned his head away from the screen, he's going, It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it was. It was a lot of fun, but that's that's what this scene that's what this scene in the movie here kind of reminded me of. Is she's looking up at the sky, she goes, "Yeah, no, 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 no I'm not doing that. Not today. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today." And going away. So I'll tell you what. I watched this trailer. I I thought it was great. So again, I was super excited for us, and it didn't quite get there for me. But this trailer did the job, man. I mean, this has made me excited to see it. I'm hoping this is going to be more Get Out than it was us. But I liked what I saw. Rob, you had a chance to check this out. What did you think? about the trailer for nope uh first of all i love this trailer um i loved get out i thought get out was great i thought it was audacious it had a really interesting political message i i i, I thought it did what genre films are supposed to do in a grand way and daniel kalua was great in it um uh catherine keener was amazing i loved it us really bothered me us pissed me off because I love the performances. I love where it was going. It takes a twist toward the end. And I was like, this is completely out of left field and nonsensical. And it really, I was so disappointed in us because I was really looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. And the thing is, it's beautifully made. It's beautifully performed. It's beautifully shot. And I just felt what I want out of my genre movies is the ability to suspend disbelief. And the film the film did had a, has a twist in it where I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't buy this at all, which is fine. That can happen. Now this, John, I was so excited for this trailer. And I have to tell you, in this trailer, the moment where the record starts slowing down and stopping, yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts out to the outside of the house and you see the power going, and they hold on the shot of the dark house. And then the credit comes down from Jordan Peele from the top of the frame. Yeah. All mm -hmm. And I mean, it was just that. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. I'm so in on this. I'm so in. And by the end of that, the last shot, when the woman gets swept up and sucked up into the sky, mm -hmm. I'm like, this has now gone to the top yep. of my excitement list. But yeah. I'm, I, I, I just hope that it holds together. I, I don't, I think the potential could be there to have the same kind of disconnect that us had i hope it doesn't because everything in this movie just made me this entire trailer was like this trailer did for me what a great kiss does when you first kiss a girl for the first time it promises you greatness it promises you delights <laughs> that you can only you imagine and i'm hoping that nope does not leave me at the end of the credits when i see this movie just shake my head and go nope <laughs> well i mean ray i want to ask you because we were that hair came on and you were saying yeah you're going yep you were just like yeah. what did what did you think about this trailer uh, you know what as confused as i was at first i just when you said oh you told me i think it's about aliens or there's aliens something i said aliens it's connected to moonfall or something i'm like okay that's number five on the things i like seeing in movies it's now my most anticipated movie i know 
um, his movies, it, it ain't for some people, but watching his comedy skits on Comedy Central. Well, Key and Peele's like one that. of the great skits. I, I really like their take on things. Yeah. So I would re I, I, I'm really looking forward to his take on Aliens just because I want to see a different perspective of it. Maybe his, his no, we mind. don't know they're aliens. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, it is. By the way, we don't know that yeah. they're aliens. Like, we're, that's just kind of what they seem to be. Or, implying. yeah, whatever this, this super whatever. Yeah. It, I, I can't wait to see it. It's it's now my number one most anticipated movie after Ooh. that. Film. Really? Because it More has than to do with Batman. something that you don't know. It's cool. That's no true. no no no. Take away any of the superhero movies. Okay, I'm talking the about out of the those. general oh, general. Okay. So more than the Northman. More than yes, all that kind of stuff. Yes, okay. yes yes yes. I mean, listen, that's what this trailer kind of does. Uh, Chris, you saw it. Like, what I mean, do you think? The, the the trailer didn't make out with me like it did for Rob. But <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. Um, I think it looks really exciting. I subscribe to the horror school of thought that Ray Ora does as well, where I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch this. No. Um, so I saw Get Out. Loved it. Amazing film. Us, I made my husband go see first because I was worried there might be like, eye gouging and things uh, as Aaron's scared of spiders I'm scared of like eye violence out of curiosity what did you think about that scene in Suicide Squad when Harley Quinn goes like burst oh no the... Logan had to be like stop look don't look here <laughs> I can't watch people put in contacts like touching eyes freaks me out so oh, much yeah. it's so disgusting I, I to it. me mine are huge just don't want stuff gets in them it's so <laughs> dangerous um but so anyway I didn't see us and then Logan told me it wasn't worth seeing anyway so this does reinvigorate my my like joy of Jordan Peele films. I am excited about it. I hope it's aliens because it looks like a really well done signs. Right, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's a really that's good. What, it reminded me of that too. Right, like a, like a better With a, that little well hand coming out. By the way, I, I, mean, really I love like signs. signs. I, 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 like signs. Signs. I just didn't like the absolute ending of it. I didn't like the whole water thing I, at the end. Yeah. But other than that, I really I didn't did like, like actually too. seeing the alien. Everything was great until I saw it. And I was like, okay, with his little fart finger. Like, what, <laughs> what was that? Um, that was ridiculous. Fart finger. But this cast, though, too, I love Kiki Palmer, and I want her to be in more things. And I really hope this is something that just lets her shine. Steven Yeun doesn't even talk in this. And I was like, in. I love him. I love him so much. And Daniel only had, like, one word. Yeah. But him standing off with Great. that horse, just looking like yeah, he looked creepy bullshit. in all. <laughs> he looked creepy in all his shots for some reason to me. When she was like, she, yeah. she, when that lady was in front of the green screen, yeah, and she says something to him, he just and he didn't say one word except oh, yeah. for and was like great. And that's yeah. another great. I mean, that that was a no cool one part. has a better scared face than he does. He in, does. In get yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Get out. He's sitting amazing. in the chair crying. Oh. The cameras on his face. That's one of the so best good. scared faces I've ever seen in a movie ever. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Did you have a chance to see this trailer for Nope? We all thought it was great. I, I Again, I hope it's more Get Out and not as much like us. How did you guys feel about it? Jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move into main topic number four, shall we? Keeping on the themes of trailers that came out during Super Bowl, Chris, what is main topic number four? Topic number four comes with a heavy sigh from Rob. <laughs> uh, Vinesh R. I know most of us are buzzing about the Doctor Strange trailer, but I wanted to write to express how deeply excited I am for the Lord of the Rings show. The trailer was everything I wanted it to be. I felt like I was taken back to Middle Earth. Other than Galadriel and Elrond, I don't know who anyone was, but I really felt the magic of it. What did you think of it? All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, man. And yeah, listen, as the Batman is my most anticipated movie of the year the lord of the rings uh the rings of power is by far my most anticipated television show this thing i i am so ridiculously excited about 
they released those little images of the hands class, got excited. Then they released some of the still photos, got excited. And then they said, which to my surprise, that they were going to put out their first preview of it like seven months before the show comes out. I still think that's a mistake. Yeah. There's no point in it, but still look forward to seeing it. I got to tell you, this trailer was everything I wanted it to be. Number one, because the movie, the show is still seven months away, I, I was not expecting them to show us really anything. But just to give us a little flavor, what I was looking for was I wanted to see with the budget that this show has, does it look cinematic to me or does it look like a TV show? All due respect to The Witcher. I love The Witcher, but it looks like a TV show. And that's fine because it is a TV show. Nothing wrong. And I love that show. All due respect to Wheel of Time. But Wheel of Time looks like a show that's being done as a TV show. And that's that's fine. I enjoyed Wheel of Time. I didn't, I didn't love Wheel of Time, but I liked it. And that, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're spending the kind of money that they're going to spend on Lord of the Rings, it's got to feel like a movie to me. And now granted, it was only one minute long and we didn't really, we didn't get to hear any dialogue other than some voiceover stuff that was from one character who, what, what are the, the forerunners of the hobbits called again? The Harfoots? The Har, yeah. Harfoot? The, so it was Harfoot, the, the creatures that eventually evolve into becoming hobbits. So just other than that, we didn't hear any of the story. We don't know what's going on, anything like that. But I'll tell you what, for me, I saw exactly what I wanted to see. It looked cinematic to me. It looked it looked beautiful. And especially when that, I don't know if it was a troll or whatever, that, that dark scene where the monster comes out of the shadows. And I looked at it, it's like, that did not look like a TV show CGI. That looked great to me. And so it was what I wanted it to be. I was not expecting the greatest trailer of all time. I was not expecting to hear the story. I was not expecting any of that because I knew the show's still seven months away. Lots of times for that. But I wanted to see, does it feel like the most expensive TV show ever made? And to me, it did. And because of that, I was very happy. It still wasn't much, which is why it's not my favorite trailer of the Super Bowl or anything like that. Hell, it might be my third favorite trailer of the Super Bowl. That's fine. It gave me what I was looking for personally, and it upped my excitement for it. Somebody who's not as enthusiastic about it as me, apparently, is one Robert Meyer Burnett. <laughs> so, Rob, you had a chance to uh, to see the trailer. What did you think about it? Okay, now, I, I, I should preface this by saying that my, for me, the thing that I'm most curious about in this show is this takes place in the second age. Right at the and dawn of the second age. The dawn age. of the second yeah. age. So all of, we saw the end of the second age at the beginning of Fellowship. The second age does not have Tolkien's voice. We have a lot of history and backstory of that area, era of Middle Earth. But we don't have the voice of his characters. And the voice of his characters are what make Tolkien's characters as rich as they are. So my biggest question about this show is not that it's going to take place in Middle Earth. I expected to get that from the trailer. And from that sense... It looks like it's part of the same world as Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, which is something I hoped for. So I got that from the trailer. What I really wanted was any sense, any sense that they had the voice of Middle Earth. I wanted to see some character saying something, some kind of interplay that sort of encapsulated what's going on. And we're going to get that. I understand we're seven months out but, you know, when Fellowship was first announced and they started the ad campaign for it, there was a beautiful poster that just had 
Elijah Wood as Frodo, and they did two different versions. I remember these, yeah. And it was all black, and it was just Frodo's face, and he had his hand up like this, and there was the ring of power in his hand. And there was one, it's the same poster, but there's one where he's looking down at it, and one where he's looking up at it. And it encapsulated all of Lord of the Rings in one image. This, to me, was a generic Middle Earth spot. And that's fine. We're in Middle Earth. But I need to know why is this different and why I need to know that they know that what, about the show that they're making. I get it's in Middle Earth, but I'm not convinced yet from them, from this trailer, that they have done enough for me to understand that I have to care about their vision of the second age of Middle Earth. I am not yet convinced that they've got it. Okay, I, I hear you. Here's, but to me, that's that's kind of like saying, they're creating this new car and it, it's coming out next year and they show you the, the, the drawing of the car and you saying to them, but I need to know if the seat's comfortable. Well, we're no. not, we're not there yet. Like this is, but this is the thing that's still seven months. Really what this was, was just the wide announcement to the world. This is coming and we, we're not letting you know what it is yet. We're not really telling you a lot. We're just letting you, the Super Bowl audience know this thing is still seven months away. But this is coming. And I, I just think, I don't know that it was realistic to expect any more from it. Because I think once we get into the legitimate first trailer, like when they drop the legitimate first trailer, probably sure. probably around June, I'm guessing. If they don't deliver in that spot the things you're talking about right now, sure. I'm going to be right there with you. Yes, but see, this is not new. You know, they're talking about a new legend. I'm like, this isn't new. You know, Tolkien's work, I read The Silmarillion. I got it for my birthday the year it came out. And I tore through that book because mostly it's an academic history in a way of 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 the the early the early ages of Middle Earth. And I loved it. So this is not something new. All of this information is available, and I didn't see anything from this trailer beyond generic Middle Earth. I but I didn't think that we should have expected to see anything. It was just announcing this thing's coming. I know. We'll, but we'll I, see wanted, what I wanted them to tell me this thing's coming and why it's different from what you've already seen. See, and I don't think we should. And I agree with you. That should be in the marketing. I agree. You and I are on the same page here. I just don't think they needed to put that in yet. Not in February when the show's coming out in September. You know what? But if they don't give us right. later exactly what you're saying, because you are 100% right. If they don't give us that by the time the marketing is really in full swing and they're really giving us a taste of what the show is, then I'm going to be concerned. But I will say I did love the look because the look, look made me, the look, they're like, okay, this has that Middle Earthian quality, that fairy tale yet gritty quality of Peter Jackson's. And not that Peter Jackson's work has to be the end all be all, even though the Lord of the Rings trilogy is one of the greatest trilogies ever made. I like that they, I did appreciate that it looks that way. Yeah, and, and let me ask you this. Do you agree with, with my kind of assessment of that? I just, for me, the only thing I was looking for in this trailer was, does it look like this is cinematic in nature? And I, I felt no, it did. It absolutely did. Okay. Absolutely did. And and I was I was like, that's very, very cool. But the thing is, to me, that's not enough anymore because they can make everything look cinematic if they want. We're getting a lot of TV shows that are shot in a widescreen aspect ratio mm -hmm. now. And, you know, Star Trek Discovery can look very cinematic and there's a lot times of, yeah yeah and i i just i'm i'm hoping that look i i really i think that there's so much richness that this show i i have high hopes still 
Right. I, and again, I'm, I'm saying I am completely in agreement with you. I just don't think it was realistic for us to expect that they would show us any of that yet. Hell, I don't even think they should have put out this trailer at all. I, I, I mean, I, it's seven months out. I think it's still far too early. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, Chris, you had a chance to see it. The owner yeah. of the dog, Gimli, mm -hmm. son of Gloin. Son of Gloin. I am actually very curious as somebody who is really excited about this as well. What did you think of the spot that we just saw? I was very excited about this. I loved it. I told everyone to shut up. This was my <laughs> yes. moment. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> this is do. what I want to watch. Um, I was really, really excited about it. The only issue I have right now, and I feel like we'll see more of this, hopefully, is what I really liked about the Lord of the Rings trilogy versus The Hobbit was all the practical work on those monsters. Right. I really, really loved that. And so this was a real CGI-heavy situation for me. The makeup looked great and everything, but I want some real old-school creature work, and I'm hoping with this budget we get that. See, this shot, I think you can see, like, the I, I'm guessing those are like what are those they're fighting is that like orcs they, just, they, they have like pointed orcs. ears like yeah. elves but they kind of look orcs so yeah. yeah hopefully that's a lot of practical people in costumes exactly stuff like that. yeah because the the one monster we come out that you were talking about earlier looks great right that yes. CGI monster but I still just want to have some really really awesome practical monsters in there that really take me into that moment and make me feel like I'm in that fantasy world because CGI is great and beautiful and we've done so many incredible things with it but there's just something special about a real friggin' monster that just oh, warms my heart. So I hope we get more of that, but I'm stoked. But remember too, even in the original Lord of the Rings films, like we still the have cave crawl was CGI. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, yeah, there's still a lot of CG, but like you said, the orcs, a lot of the orc stuff was all practical. They yeah. need to have a good balance here. And, exactly. and I hope they remember that. And plus it'll work to their budget as well. So, mm -hmm. and Ray, you saw it. Like you weren't, you're not as excited about the show as, as a lot of us, but what did you think about it? There's only one show that matters to me right now. That's Halo. <laughs> but, but you know what? I this when you go back to these like fantasy with swords and stuff. There's only one property that that matters, and that's Lord of the Rings to me. I mean, but this show, I I didn't get enough from the trailer to really have an opinion on it. Right. I'm not gonna bash or not, I'm I'm not gonna praise. I just didn't see enough, and I'm not the one to hold an opinion on what I saw. I don't have any, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, if the shows are really an hour long, like we're probably going to be covering it if it's good, right, John? Oh, this is my- Come on now. Yeah. I, I am we'll probably curious. be doing a weekly thing. So whether I want it or not, want to or not, I'm going to be watching You're this show. Watching the show. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah so- Hey, whatever. I actually heard a whisper. Now, I- I'm not putting any stock in this, so I'm not going to make a video about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know, it's just a side note for us to kind of file away for later. Back in our minds. I heard a whisper that the episodes were all going to be north of an hour and 15 minutes or longer each episode. That wouldn't surprise me because it's only eight episodes in the first season. Eight, something like that. Yeah. Ooh. So, I mean, like, if that's the case, you're you're getting close. You get into an hour and 20 minutes, you're getting mm -hmm. close to a feature length film length yeah. every week. Now again, I, I'm not that putting any excited. stock in that rumor. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to believe it at this point. I'm just going to file that one away and go. Oh, how awesome would that be? Mm -hmm. I mean, it might help explain too the 468 million dollar yeah. production budget. Jeez, it was longer, please. but we'll find out. Anyway, guys, question is for you. What did you think about the Lord of the Rings, the Ring of Power trailer? What kind of expectations were you going into it with? Were you excited to see it? Did you like the look of it? Were you kind of hoping for more? Whatever you guys are thinking, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, uh, 
you know what? We're we were about to talk about the Doctor Strange trailer, but we're running a bit late. So we'll come back to the Doctor Strange trailer tomorrow. I'm kidding. We're, I'm kidding. Oh Everybody wants to do that. That's all I'm I'm serious. Thought you were, dude. <laughs> the do worst that. person in the fucking <laughs> world. No, me like I was dead like, serious. Like I was, I was my mind. I turned my seat. I was gonna walk out. I, 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 I'm like, what? I, I threw my termination thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so even killed. I was like, all right. I'm gonna go get pokey. I, I, I was seriously about to close this chat out because I didn't want to see the fire that is gonna come towards me. You don't live this life in the chat right here. All right, guys. All right. Good fun, John. I'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Just end it like that. <laughs> All right. All right. With that down, guys, let's get into main topic number five, shall we? Chris, whatever is main topic number five today? Main topic number five is coming from Assorted Musings. Hi, John and team. Um, so Doctor Strange trailer dropped. It was cool, but let's talk about what really matters. Sir Patrick Stewart? Is Charles <laughs> Xavier back? Are you losing your mind as much as I am? That one line in the trailer just jumped Multiverse of Madness to my number one most anticipated film of the year. Sorry, Batman. What do you all think? Cheers. All right. Thanks a lot for saying that in a sort of musings. And one of the trailers that we were expecting to see during the Super Bowl was Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Now, there were two different versions. One was the, the spot they aired during on television. Then there was the full two-minute thing that dropped. We're going to kind of focus here on the full two-minute thing that dropped. Yeah. Obviously, my number one most anticipated film, I said this earlier in the show today, is The Batman. And, and it was, it's been the Batman by a fair margin. Like, nothing else was even really close. Obviously, really looking, super looking forward to Cyrano, uh, looking forward to the Northmen, definitely looking forward to Doctor Strange, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, but it was the Batman by a mile. I have always said that the job of a trailer, when you boil it down, is to do one thing. The job of a trailer is to take your anticipation level, no matter how high or how low it is, and bump it up a couple of notches. I'm going to go on a limb here right now. This might be the best trailer Marvel's ever put out. You know, I'm not going to say might. This is the best trailer Marvel has ever produced. And I know a bunch of people are going to scream at their, their computer monitor saying, ah, the Infinity War and Endgame. No, 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 no. Those were movies that we may have been anticipating more. We were super excited about. And so they dropped the trailers to them. And we all, including me, would get into this fevered pitch. But as a pure trailer, I... I cannot remember a Marvel trailer ever coming out that took my excitement level for a movie and bumped it up that much higher. Because I was already super excited for, for Endgame. I was already super excited for Infinity War and Civil War. Expectations were already up here. And I have been excited for Doctor Strange too. I have. But the, the sheer difference that this trailer has made is astounding. And it's not because of a cheap cameo. It's not even because of the the the, the Professor X uh, appearance in it. It's not even because of that. It's because, oh my God, this story looks amazing. And it, it gives us a sense of the DNA of it. This is going to be twisty. One of you two guys is joking for, I'm going to need to drop acid before I watch this movie. <laughs> like when you say, we're definitely going to have to do a lot of acid. Before. It'll be a micro dose. But well, then okay. Rob, said, uh, Rob said accurately, I don't think we're going to need to take acid to go watch this movie. <laughs> I mean, it just gave all of that sense it felt like it has broad implications. It felt like it has huge scope. The effects of it look nutty. 
I mean, Sidorak. It, I mean, it just everything about this trailer. I mean, the whole zombie strange thing. That might not even be zombie strange. That might just be the effects of a dark entity, but we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. I I think right now today, I'm going to say this is the best trailer Marvel's ever given because the one job of the trailer, create that big difference between where your anticipation was and now is. I've never had one lift my anticipation more than this trailer did. I was giddy. I was so happy with what I saw in this trailer. It was exciting. Uh, it, it gave us everything we wanted to see. It seemed to affirm a couple of theories that we had because I've been saying for a long time, Wanda's going to be a villain in this show. Now, how she's going to be a villain, whether she's controlled by somebody else or maybe there's another version of whatever. Oh, let me get let me get that on you, Ray. Hold, hold that up right there. Yeah, yeah. that's that's going to be our villain right there. Right here. That's going to be our villain right there, or at least one of the villains, I think, at any rate. This We're going to go step-by-step step through this trailer in just a minute here. But I just wanted to give my general thought first here that this trailer was un-effing believable. It, it really was. From the, from the opening moments to the end, I loved it. So let's just go around. Let's just talk our general thoughts quick. And then we'll get into some specifics on the trailer. Rob, let's start over with you. What's your general reaction to this Doctor Strange trailer? Well, the first thing I thought about was... I wish I wish John Schnepp was still with us. Oh my God, yeah. Because John Schnepp loves Doctor Str love Doctor Strange. But but John, I have to say that you know I have so many thoughts. This movie, I was wondering, okay, how is it gonna how is it gonna link up with the end of Spider Man No Way Home? I mean, this movie is is not only a direct sequel to Spider Man No Way Home, but it's dealing with the consequences and ramifications of what Doctor Strange did in Spider-Man No Way Home in a way that I was it surprised me to understand that that what he's doing. I love when Mordu says to that line about you've you can't mess your with desecration your, of reality. Desecration of reality will have consequences. And then he's like he's he, he has, he's shackled and he's led by Ultron robots up to the the Illuminati to stand. I'm, I'm like. I, I'm so I, I can't even I'm thinking about this trailer my mind is racing John I'm so stoked for what I saw because I was worried that this was going to be like a middling Doctor Strange adventure with lots of cameos because aren't cameos fun this looks like like you said the scope of this story looks epic and gigantic and the ramifications look huge and the use of the multiverse and why we're going to see cameos are, are I think going to be justified? I mean, like you said, John, I was excited about this movie, but I was worried about it. I'm like, eh, I didn't know. This, this looks to be something that I've wanted to see my whole life, and I didn't quite know how much I wanted to see it my whole life. Mm. But by I the, certainly do now. By the way, I wanted to, you, you just mentioned how much Schnepp would have loved it. I just thought it'd be fun. To, I'll, I'm going to bring up this picture here. This was uh, me, and. Uh, Schnepp and Holly at uh, the the world premiere of the first Doctor Strange movie, and I, I remember how absolutely giddy he was he going was. in. He like was. as we were out there, we were walking the red carpet, and we're getting ready to walk in, and he was like, he was like a little kid, man. He was so excited after the movie. He was so giddy about all the stuff we saw. So you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of movies that come out that we wish Schnepp was still here for, but that was. Uh, that was when he definitely. I also want to throw for. in this is what the twenty eighth Marvel movie, the twenty eighth MCU film, and 
we're 28 movies deep into a franchise and you can watch something like this that is showing you stuff we haven't seen in the franchise before maybe a little taste of it in the what if show and i'm just like bro they're ultron robots they're ultron robots leading in <laughs> doctor strange and you know how much i love ultron i couldn't believe this i couldn't believe what i was watching i mean it was kind of nutty ray let me ask you what uh, what did you think about the trailer? What was your like your general impressions of it? You know what? I loved it. I think it looks way over the top. There's a lot of things that I'm seeing in the chat and from you even afterwards are pointing out that just went over my head just because I took it as a, I just watched it one time. Um, for when you sent me that headline about Patrick Stewart or Stewart, Patrick Stewart, yeah, I I didn't even realize his voice was in it. That's how <laughs> much I was just intrigued by the. The visuals I was seeing, the zombie Doctor Strange and all that, I have to say that I think all this crazy stuff that's in this movie is going to end after and we'll go back to normal Marvel. So I think it's one of the my most anticipated comic book film now. That's it's yeah. yeah. I just I just feel it's going to be so bonkers. This is a one time thing. They're going to close up all the the ends of all this multiverse stuff well we got quantum mania coming there's yeah quantum so but that that may or may not be multiple realities like they because they've done the so it's it's interesting to see chris you had a chance to see what were your first impressions oh man well first of all i had to go back and watch it because i missed it when it was playing during the super bowl well that that's fine they only played the short version of the super bowl yeah yeah so then we get the big one this looks great i'm so excited for wanda to just have her moment too of going that doesn't seem fair I'm very, very hyped for her to kind of take How on this was role. Her, that's around the bend, Wanda Maximoff. Mm-hmm. That is, she's insane. I'm so excited. Wait. I'm so and excited And just the for way her. she said it, like, oh. you break the rules, you're a hero. I break the rules, I'm the enemy. That doesn't, that doesn't seem fair. fair. Like, she said that very menacingly. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Lizzie Olsen isn't messing around. Yeah. I'm pumped. I love that. And I love that we're bringing in these what-if kind of characters and everything, too. We're going to see that Doctor Strange. We've got so much happening here. And you're right, Rob. It doesn't look like it's just cameos for the sake of cameos or anything. It looks like this really well-constructed web we've put together of let's tie all this up. Let's really, really explore all these different little things we've been talking about for the last several films and TV franchises. And you know what else? I was worried that this movie might get away from being a Doctor Strange film. Exactly. And it clearly is dealing with what is what is Doctor Strange, what is the Sorcerer Supreme's mm-hmm. responsibility to reality or to the world, to the universe? And it seems like that's exactly what this is. Even Wong. Even Wong looks was like, so badass. Oh, he was so oh, oh, I love Wong. Oh, He's like accusatory. Yeah. He was just like you and he is the Sorcerer Supreme I, now. I'm so embarrassed. The third the spot we saw during the Super Bowl was the only trailer I watched. There's a longer one? Dude. Oh, you didn't watch the two minutes? No, version. I didn't. Oh, no wonder a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff is flowing. Oh my god, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> you now. were a little. You were, I, mean, yeah, I need to the watch bangles. it after. You were a little focused on the Bengals. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you. We'll give you a break on that one. By the way, I wanted to point out like this shot. I mean, I I don't uh, know. I'm not saying there absolutely is a connection, but this is visually. This is very ooh. much a callback to um, uh, <laughs> Infinity War mm-hmm. with what he did to Drax. With what Thanos did to Drax, remember oh, when he I, like cubed up? So I, I like, love that. Yeah. So I don't know. We were looking. Okay. So let's let's take a second here. Let's kind of go through the trailer a little bit here, bit by bit. Now I this opening is actually kind of amazing, because one of the things they say in the trailer, he says, "I have the same nightmare, or I have the same dream, and then I wake up to the nightmare." It's like the reality. But 
I heard a great theory. Somebody on Twitter said this, that the theory is that Doctor Strange in his dreams is seeing the death of other universes, Doctor Strange's. And that when we get to this one shot, like I think we have America Chavez in it. So there's this one shot of America Chavez, right? And I think we got Defender Strange here, but he looks dead. Like he, he looks like he's ripped up. Now remember, America Chavez, she has the ability to kick open portals to other realities, to, to the multiverse, right? So it looks like this dude's dead. So I read this really interesting theory that what we're, the nightmares that Strange is having is actually the deaths of other Doctor Stranges, and he feels it across yeah. the multiverse, right? Then, of course, this was cool because what do they call the living bands? The oh, living bands of Sidorak. Yeah, the living bands of Sidorak. Which we which saw. Which he's used, yes. Doctor Strange has used the living bands of Sidorak in Infinity War, the red bands that he shot out to wrap up Thanos' arm. By the way, in the comic books, if you think you recognize the name Sidorak, Sidorak is the source of the power behind... Dr. Charles Xavier's brother. Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Kane Marco. Kane Marco, that's where his power comes from, is from Sidorak. So whether this is the living bands of Sidorak or Sidorak himself, whatever, we clearly see America Chavez here in, in the and thing as well. How about, you know, when you see this at the beginning of the trailer, the Sanctum Sanctorum kind of in that gray realm where and you see New York, it looks like after Thanos snapped people and how they begin to dissolve away and how the, yep, the city's like reality is being taken away and it had that Thanos vibe. I don't know quite what that means. Is that one timeline being ended or something? I mean, it, just just those images are insane. Okay, so let's keep going through through this here. So we, we go from that. Of course, he's waking up as reality. Marvel's, oh, this is interesting here. This shot here. Love it. The book at his feet. That's the Darkhold. That's the Darkhold at his feet. So I'm thinking this shot takes place after he goes and sees Wanda. So the guess is he goes, sees Wanda, gets the book from her. It looks like he's looking at various realities. You got the chaos magic going like crazy. Wong telling him you can't control everything. Um, then again, him seeing the city again, this might be a nightmare of him seeing another reality getting destroyed by something coming on, maybe caused by Wanda, maybe not, you know, the destruction, panic in the streets, all that kind of stuff, meeting Wanda coming up to Wanda, uh, destruction coming, yada, yada, get our great shot of my a guy who I think is probably the most, underappreciated actor in the world right now and that's Chiwetel Ejiofor as Baron Mordo where he says the line to him your desecration of reality I'm sorry Stephen your desecration of reality cannot go unpunished which is so good which is so good but listen let, let's fast forward here a little bit to what is the money shot okay in the comics, now remember, the comics are the comics, the movies are the movies. Sure. Just because something is one way in the comics, Kevin Feige has shown us a million times, does not mean that's what he's going to do in the movies. He'll take it, get some inspiration from it, twist it, do it differently. But with it being Patrick Stewart, and by the way, I told you guys, when that story of, well, Patrick Stewart said Kevin Feige talked to him, but he said no. I'm like, no, 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 no. That story doesn't come out. Now, I didn't know if it was going to be WandaVision. I didn't know if it was going to be Wanda. I thought there was a possibility maybe pops up in WandaVision. But I knew in my heart we were going to see Patrick Stewart. I suggested maybe WandaVision. It looks like this was it. But Patrick Stewart says, we should tell him the truth. That sounded more like Dumbledore. Sorry. But anyway, 
Professor X says, we should tell him the truth, and they only show you the back of his head, this bald, shiny, beautiful head. But it's it looks coming. like he's in the Illuminati's well, chamber. This is what I'm going to, to right here. This is the Illuminati. This is the Illuminati. Now, if you go look all the way to the right, the guy walking in, clearly Baron Mordo. Clearly Baron Mordo. The guy on the left, you don't see very clearly, but the way he's sitting and the way it looks like there's something kind of around the neck, I think is Black Panther. I'm, I'm going to say I think that's Black Panther sitting there. Then on in between Strange and Mordo walking in, I have no idea who that is. From the silhouette, you can clearly tell it's somebody with long hair. Namor. I've heard the theories that maybe it's Thor, but when you look at the arms, they look a little bit too small. So it might be another type of version of somebody else. Some people are speculating that because we see the Ultron robots that we're going to get a Tony Stark, a Tony Stark from the multiverse in this. I've been telling you guys forever, Robert Downey Jr. will be back. Maybe this will be it. Maybe not here. Maybe something else. Maybe Tom Cruise. Who knows? But there's also another empty. There's two other empty seats because we see two on his left, three on his right, and we know Patrick Stewart's in his wheelchair somewhere in the middle. So there's, a, there's still two empty chairs unaccounted for here. So could it be a black bolt? Could it be? Could it be Reed Richards, oh, Mr. Yes. Fantastic? Oh, I think for sure. We're Are we that. about to see Mr. Fantastic? Because I want to remind everybody. And Namor. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Namor and Reed Richards. Too. Maybe yes. Maybe no. But I'm going to tell you this. I told everybody for years when they said X-Men are coming around. I said, Kevin Feige said five years. Kevin said Feige said five years. Well, guess what? Since they announced that Disney was going to try to take over Fox, been about five years. <laughs> and so this could be amazing, but the damn thing doesn't stop there. We keep going and we get a lot of destruction, a lot of madness. Again, we saw the jigsaw puzzle, puzzleness of it. We get the dark Doctor Strange from the what if saying, what is it he says? It's about to get, get weird or something couple, like that. I can't, I can't remember exactly. Let's exactly get what, weird. Let's get weird. Let's get no, weird. No, I'm just saying that's workaholics, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take off our pants. I don't know what he's going to say there, but we get more into the explosions, the chaos magic, but then what I consider to be the other money shot. Oh, Besides yeah. Patrick Stewart, this moment. the moment, the other thing I've been saying for a long time, Wanda's going to be the villain in this, or at least a villain. She looks amazing in this shot. I haven't even seen this further. Yes. Mm-hmm. When she says to him, you break the rules and you're called a hero. Then we see that statue of Dr. Strange. Ugh. I break the rules. And I'm the enemy. It's like the calm hurricane look. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem fair. So I'm going to F y'all up. I mean, I don't know if that was going to be the next. I think that's literally <laughs> well, the next. That great so I'm going to F y'all up. The push in into her eye. The, the camera. Oh, the bloodshot on yeah, the I eye. Mean, it, 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 remember, Sam Raimi, evil dead Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Not just Spider-Man, but I'm talking evil dead one to an army of darkness Sam Raimi. Dark man Sammy of Raimi. Sammy of Raimi. <laughs> Sam Raimi is making this. So this... I'm expecting a lot of camera py- pyrotechnics. I mean, this looks like it's him. It looks like Sam Raimi is uncut, and I'm ready to snort it all because it is, <laughs> on, it is unbelievable. Come on, keep going through the trailer. Come on, I want to see more. <laughs> all right, then we go back to the trailer. You know, and then, then another great money shot where Wanda literally touching the face of the other Wanda. Now, there's two different possibilities here. Some people think this is two Wandas. I think there's another possibility here that this is a vision 
that it's it's the one realities of Wanda looking at what she becomes. I mean, I, I'm not saying I, I'm putting stock in either of those. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there are two different predominant theories where you've got like Wanda looking down on herself, touching, and she looks like she's been through the ringer. Her face is beaten up a little bit going through uh, going through some war. And then, of course, I believe we saw a shot of, of Mordo and Strange fighting it out. Oh, God, Chiwetel Ejiofor is the man. Dude. I love this so dude great. so much. So you get some of that again. What's what's the name of the tentacle creature again? I can't keep forgetting the. Sir, oh, I, uh, the one he's fighting in the streets. I can't remember the name. Guys in the live oh, chat, what's oh, the yeah, name of the? Yeah. I forget the name um, of the tentacle creature <laughs> that he's fighting in the streets. But I think that's Wong fighting him. I think it's everybody fighting. I think we see Doctor Strange bring up the buzzsaw, but then I think the one diving in to attack him, oh Shuma Gorath. Thank you, everybody in the live chat. Thank you very much. So. I mean, so this looks awesome. It's a very James Gunn looking creature, by the way. Right. Yeah. Very, it, it really is. Right out of Starro kind of yeah. thing. Um, and then uh, then again, third money shot. Zombie Doctor Strange. Woo! Yeah, that come that on. Looks so you know, harking back to Infinity War, you know, and and the the that whole uh, now whether whether or not this is literally a zombie Doctor Strange. Or whether or not this is what some kind of dark universal energy that is a part of this movie is doing to him, whatever. But for now, we'll just call it Zombie Doctor Strange. Let's bring him back up again. And of course, all the arms of Doctor Strange that come out again. Look at that. Look, if all you did on Super Bowl, okay? If all you did on Super Bowl was bring up a screen, says, hello, everybody, I'm Kevin Feige. (laughs) And then for... 25 seconds he says for the next 25 seconds i'm going to scratch my ass and kevin feige turned around and for 25 seconds of the super bowl just scratched his ass and then for the next final five seconds they just brought up this image (laughs) it would i would have been sold like this this image in and of itself is so freaking unbelievable and adrenaline inducing and it just looks amazing little bit of harry potter there you know, he's got the, uh, uh, what, what the frick do you call the things? The Dementors? Yeah. You know, Dr. Oh, yeah. releasing yeah, the Dementors. Yeah. Yeah. The flying a, little, a little Ursula in there, too. A little bit of Ursula. Little Mermaid. A <laughs> little bit of that in there. I mean, I literally, it could have been Kevin Feige scratched his ass for 25 seconds and then go, oh, by the way, let me let me show you this. And they just brought up that. I'd be like, we're ready wait to, to see this trailer. <laughs> you know, there is, there is. I was I, as I watched this, John. There was a problem. I was going to talk to you about this today. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're going to have to renegotiate our deal because there's going to be so many hot toys made from this movie. You're going to need. I'm going to need a lot more money. <laughs> big I, big I, races. I'm going to need a lot more money. I, I I just was counting up how many hundreds of dollars in hot toys that are going to be made from this film because they announced that they have the rights to do these, and I'm Captain. like, there must be at least fifty. By the way, yeah, 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 Uh, I don't need the house. Estigo in the live chat is saying, I need the Kevin Feige ass scratching figure. So there you go. (laughs) It's going to be a big collectible. Do it, Hot Toys. Kevin Feige just scratching his ass, still making a billion dollars at the box office. I just think it's, it's fascinating that we can still get this excited about a Marvel movie. And it's it's a testament to what they've done with this franchise. It really is. Let me let me go around the circle here. Let me start with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. We we just kind of went through the trail, and I'm sure there's probably some big moments I'm still forgetting. But what was the moment that you walked away with it? Like, what's the moment that stuck with you as you walked? The first thing you comes to your mind that happened in this trailer that's a standout, shining moment for you. It's that creepy ass Wanda line. 
Yeah. I was like, yes, bitch, yes. Um, and then there was a little blurb where I went, oh, Rachel's getting married to someone else. Okay. Uh, we haven't uh, talked about that yet. <laughs> yeah. But, and I went, oh, okay. Because, uh, you know, Rachel McAdams was very underutilized in the, the original film, I think. Um, although we had that wonderful scene that's directly from the comics with her. So that was lovely. But Wanda, Wanda's the one who just kind of shines in this for me. And I'm so excited to see Steve and her just like, duke it out but also be allies what is happening i don't know what's happening and i'm so intrigued <laughs> i want to know more uh, rob over to you i what's I love, the moment that stood up uh, you know just i love that whole new york skyline like the empire state mm, building mm -hmm. I, I i say it's getting snapped but but the sheer size and scope of all of this and commertage or whatever being whatever being destroyed and who's the dude with the horns you know and what what realities are we in and I, I i just there's so much stuff but i loved i loved seeing the sanctum sanctorum in the beginning that it, the lone sanctum sanctorum the first time you see it's it's disintegrating and it's blowing away in the wind i mean i was in from the from the get on I, this because man i have a question did we see any of the characters that were in that Marvel Legends set? Remember the one which we reported? Yes. Well, the Minotaur one. So yeah. that that guy, but that's guy, yeah. that's the only guy. Well, then the Defender Strange, but it looks like he might be dead. So but the no Defenders, despair or no none no. of the other guy. Not, okay, not that we get. I mean, unless it was implied and we didn't notice it, but so that's going to be an interesting keep its eye on too. Do you I, all have a an over under on Namor appearing in this since we had that kind of allusion to it in Endgame or to him rather? I'm going to do. I didn't think he was alluded to in Endgame. The the earthquake under yeah. the ocean. You I don't, don't think th so? Mentioning water, I don't think that's the turtles, it, baby. Come on. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that, I was, that, that was the turtles. Uh, I thought I it was that, him. I don't think that was a name. I got excited about him. Thing. Yeah. I. Mm. I. But I want. I'm gonna I put that. Eighteen percent, because I still. Just to be clear, mm -hmm. I have not heard from anybody official that the all the 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 licensing red tape with mm -hmm. the with the uh, with Universal has at all been completely cleared up. Mm -hmm. So I'm still not convinced, but I think it's possible. So I'm going to go as high as 18 percent that we may see Na Namor. Okay. I would be surprised if the characters they introduce because they can have different variants. I mean, if Tom Cruise appears as Tony Stark, whatever, or Robert Downey Jr. comes back. But here's a great opportunity. Like, let's say, let's just say that John Krasinski is cast as Reed Richards. Now, what if they don't say anything? He's just there. Now, anyone who's a comics fan knows the Illuminati. And there's just the Reed Richards is John Krasinski. People would lose their mind. Oh, like, yeah. I would lose my mind. Oh, and yeah. if they, whoever Namor is, and if they're going to recast a new Black Panther, that they're just all there. And this is their way. How do you, how do you outdo... There, Marvel is coming off of Spider-Man No Way Home, which gave us Tobey Maguire, which gave us Andrew Garfield. And this is their next movie, which is a direct sequel to Spider-Man No Way Home. How do they give us something that, because this, this movie looks so cool. And so, like you said, John, it just looks like a really great, fascinating story. Oh. You know me, I'm all about characters and stories. But if they were to just drop these things, just like, yep. I mean, talk about mic drops on a. Uh, I mean, this movie could be full of mic drops, and they're setting up the rest of the next ten years, and we don't even know it. By the way, I should just mention here quickly. I did read another theory online. Well, the common theory right now, including me, is that the big problem here is the spell that he cast to help Peter in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Right? I have read a theory that that won't be the case. 
Because you hear Strange say, I did what I had to do to try to protect the world. Well, that's not why he cast the spell with Peter. He was just trying to help out Peter. That, that, that's, that's all he did. The theory I read was that just as Doctor Strange is seeing the deaths of all of his other counterparts, that Wanda herself becomes the, the spark that leads to the destruction of all the other realities. And that she's actually the one that's causing all this and not Doctor Strange. Again, I'm not saying I'm buying into that, but that's very interesting to me too. I like that too. Her grief, you know, yeah. it's her, it, it, and it, which then again continues on from WandaVision. Which How is, great was uh, it that she referenced Viz? Oh, it was great. Mm -hmm. Viz used to say, oh, my heart. Just when she, just her saying Viz, it just made my heart kind of sad. Aww. I mean, it just, I do think that you know, there's got to be some kind of a connection because he did he did cast this spell for Peter and it went awry and he had to fix it at the end of the movie. And you can't just do that. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Anyway, guys, the question is for you. What did you think about this Doctor Strange trailer? I, for me, I'll, I'll go on record. I think it is the best trailer when you understand what I believe the job of a trailer is. This is the best trailer I think Marvel's ever put together. I, I have never been had my enthusiasm level for a, a Marvel property change as much as it did with this trailer. Anyway, guys, what did you think of it? Whatever you're thinking, jump down into the comments section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys, I know a lot of you guys probably have a lot to say about the Doctor Strange trailer, so we're now going to move over and start taking your live comments that you guys have been firing in. But before we do, let's hear from one more sponsor of today's episode, the good folks over at ExpressVPN. We want to take a moment and thank a sponsor of today's video, ExpressVPN. So guys, if you've been listening to or following me for any period of time, you guys know that one of my big concerns is often online privacy. And that's why I use ExpressVPN. Now, I know what a lot of you guys are probably thinking. You're thinking, well, why don't you just use incognito mode? Well, let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website that you visited. And listen, it doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. Internet service providers in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so that your internet service provider can't see the sites that you're visiting. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. And ExpressVPN is available on all your devices. I mean, your phones, computers, even your smart TV. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash campia, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash campia, expressvpn.com slash campia to learn more. All right, guys, most everybody you know who's really serious about their online world uses a VPN. Thank you again to the good folks over ExpressVPN. Okay, guys, before we get into the live comments and questions you guys have been firing in, I want to do let you guys know about our special Batman event. Yes, we have a special event coming up for the Batman. Of course, Batman opens up officially on March 4th, and we are doing a special John Campia show fan event screening of the Batman where you can come and join me, Chris, Ray, 
Aaron, Rob, you can come and join us for opening day of Batman Bruce. on Friday. Who? Bruce. Oh, of course, Bruce. <laughs> well, Bruce will be there. Mm -hmm. Join us on Friday, March the 4th, opening day of Batman in Burbank, California to come and watch it. Now, here's how you can score an invitation to come and watch this movie with us and join us at this screening. I need you to email me a video of yourself just put it up on YouTube and mark it as unlisted. So you, or you can make it public if you want. That's fine. But make a video of yourself, upload it, keep it to 30 seconds or less. This is key. If it's over 30 seconds, disqualified. So 30 <laughs> seconds or less, upload it to YouTube and put it as unlisted and then email me the link at john at the john show.com. That's john at the john show.com. And in the subject line, put Batman screening. Remember, if you don't put that in the subject line of the email, I'm not going to see it. So put in the subject line of your email, Batman screening, and attach a link. Put in the link to your video of you talking about why you want to see the Batman with the John Campia Show crew. From there, we're going to pick out a couple of you guys, and you guys will score invitations, and we'll let you know as we get closer to the viewing. So we hope a lot of you guys will send those videos in, and uh, we're looking forward to watching the Batman with you guys on March the 4th. Okay. With that down now, we'll talk about that more in the, in, later in the week as well. With that down, guys, let's now get over and start taking your live questions, shall we? All right, Chris, what are we starting off with here today? We are starting with Chris Miner. What was your favorite Super Bowl commercial last night? Mine was the Larry David one. Speaking of, what is your favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time? I, I, I would have to remember which, which ones were um, of all time. I think if we're not talking about the trailers... The Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen one is hilarious, but I also love the Rocket Mortgage one with Anna Kendrick That's mine. with the Barbie house and the Castle of Grayskull. I love that one too. Uh, the Jason Bateman one was pretty funny, although I can't even remember what that was for. It's for a Hyundai and I keep I looking iconic. at it. The, the Ionic, their new electric yep, car. It, that commercial worked really well. I have it up in my browser. Oh, did you? Yeah, where I'm like, I should get that car. It's it's I, I took it for a test drive. <laughs> Yeah, it's not, we it's looked sexy. At, when we were looking we at like electric it. cars, we thought about the Ionic. We had, mm -hmm. we ended up going with the Teslas, but I uh, those. Did any of you guys have a favorite trailer or commercial? Pringles, baby! Yeah. Oh, the Pringles commercial! I was crying. I I didn't know why. It was just such a good time to. Why can't that guy just break that thing and just take it off his? Arm? I haven't seen you laugh that hard in a while. I was laughing. That I was Pringles, like, got the lying can. on the couch, laid out because I was a little tipsy to kind of, and then <laughs> but it Bowl. was super funny. Lindsay Lohan and Shatner. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't what, believe he goes fitness? to Planet Fitness, though. <laughs> I was like, that's a lie. But you know what? Hi, William. <laughs> I have to say, there was, yeah, anyone who knows William Shatner knows he likes to be called Bill. Right. So mm -hmm. I understand they have to make sure in case you don't know it, but she should have called him Bill. That was the only thing I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, but the, hey, world, the world knows he's I know, so. I know. I just, for me, verisimilitude was shattered. Mm. Good Canadian so. kid. What about you? What was your favorite? That so? Kendra, uh, Anna Kendrick one. I loved yeah. that one, especially with the He-Man uh, fortress popping up at the end. I thought that was wonderful. That was that so great good. Skeletor oh, oh, John, the NFL one too. The one with the small with characters. With the little CGI, with Peyton Manning, the CGI little, Yeah. I don't understand though why you had to advertise the NFL during the Super Bowl. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I know. I know I about y'all. I know There's about y'all. next season. Come but on. it was great. <laughs> that was, that a, was a wonderful, was very Pixar. small soldier's <laughs> mind fuck. I, oh, no, sorry. And I like LeBron James and his younger self. <laughs> that was pretty you mean, cool, we're too. we're in the league? We're in the league. <laughs> we're going to the league. <laughs> we're going to the league. 
All right, what's next? Suthius, y'all, are we really doing this? Some have been waiting for X-Men, but I've been waiting for the Illuminati. Holy bald-headed Xavier, Batman. Cannot wait to see who else is on that council. You know, it's funny, though. Here's the funny thing. Just going just gonna to say this. Maybe I shouldn't. What they just did in this Doctor Strange trailer, they should have done for Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I said for a long time, they should have... Look, everybody in the world knew that Andrew and Peter were going to be in the movie. Oh, no. They should have just put that in the trailers. That, as much money as that movie made opening weekend, would have made more. And they seem to... I think they believe that now because, you know what? Just let everybody know that Patrick Stewart's here. And they let the world know that Patrick Stewart's in it. They should have done that before. And we didn't even know. We didn't even suspect Patrick Stewart was going to be in this. Everybody already knew McGuire uh, and Garfield. I'm glad they put him in this. Do you think they're going to show his face at some point? Come on. Yes. Oh, you mean in the trailer? In the yeah, movie? yeah, in the trailer. In the trailers. You know, I mean, they just told the world he's there. Look, I think that the movie comes out in May. <laughs> we're, we're two and a half months away. You know, March and April, whatever. I think that the final trailer for this is going to... They have to top themselves. Like, I don't know. Just the first I, how are they going to top this? I don't know. I'll tell you how they're going to top it. No, they don't. They're going to top it by showing us some things that we haven't seen yet, which is all about people. Or full the, the full Illuminati. Yeah, show and they're the going to show Illuminati. us all of them. Breaks the internet. Because, because we already know that they're there. You know, they've already said, uh, and I think they're going to show us, like, the. can you imagine if the final shot of the last Doctor Strange trailer is the Illuminati and Doctor Strange gets brought up in front of them and it's a shot of all of them sitting there in judgment? And what Take if, my bro, money. what if John Krasinski is there as Reed Richards and sitting beside him is Jenna Fisher as Sue Storm. <gasps> A little bit of office. Okay. The office reunion. Jim and Pam. I would walk out of the theater <laughs> and be like, what the hell is this? Jim and Pam back together again. Dude, uh, and Ultron I robots. I just, I Ultra, love that's why, that's why you, you got to know Tony Stark's going to be there. Whether it's the Robert Downey Jr. one or a Tom Cruise one or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know he's going to be there. The Illuminati, baby. All right. I mean, I can't imagine what they're going to show us. It's going to be bonkers. Yeah, the next trailer mm -hmm. is going to be crazy. All right, what's next? Hey, Marcellus, one of two. This new trilogy needs to have a good writer that understands the universe. Have a compelling story with a beginning, middle, and end. Have your characters serve the story and grow effectively. Have the new Jedi learn from the old order's mistakes and grow on their own. No more Jedi that happen to survive order, whatever, or anyone that knew Palpatine's cousin. Lol. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> every filmmaker, every screenwriter sets out to do exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. They all set out to tell a good story and whatever. It's just everybody thinks that's easy. <laughs> and it's it's not easy. And sometimes they succeed and sometimes they fail. Um I would I would say this. I think the 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 main Thing that needs to differentiate whatever new trailer or whatever new trilogy would be from the sequel uh trilogy and by the way i think the sequel trilogy is in every way superior to the prequels no doubt as bad as the rise of skywalker is and that movie's terrible i still think that the sequel trilogy is better but the one thing that the prequel trilogy did much better while Lucas didn't script out all three of those trilogies at the same time, he kind of charted it out. He had a plan for all three movies. He knew where the movies were going. And they didn't do that for the sequel trilogy. And that ultimately is what caused the wheels to come off. There was no plan. They just played it by ear and winged it. 
And you can wing it for a bit, but eventually that shit kept, catches up I, I to you. I think there was more of a plan. I, I really do think Carrie Fisher's death derailed derailed what they were doing. Because, you know, I reported on I, the Colin Trevorrow Duel of the Fates script, which I thought was pretty good. And it, it worked. If they had done that script, it would have tied everything up pretty nicely. Not not along the lines of what, what they ended up doing. And, but I think it, it, it had three different, it gave Rose and Finn a great arc. It was a much better movie, but I think that losing Leia torpedoed that. I got a question real quick. Do you think one-offs would work with Star Wars? They were like already they done do them. Like Rogue, something Rogue that's One. not connected to anything? Uh, uh, like, like you know how like the Batman they're saying hey this is just Batman himself not a part of the DCEU yeah. but it's still Batman but do you think do, that uh, would work with a, a person that's not handcuffed to having to follow the you know the exact canon of everything that's Star Wars I mean I don't I'd like know. to see Almost Famous but with Max Rebo <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie I would you know they had the Star Wars Visions episode with I the band. Love that series! Come on, it man! It's so fun. By oh. the way, breaking news: we have our Oscar host. I, I read that. I read that too. The Oscars, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm completely disappointed. Only, only they could have named anybody. I'd be disappointed if it wasn't gonna be Tom Holland. Uh, the Oscar hosts this year are going to be. No, it's not Batman. Uh, I just had Batman on the screen. The Oscar <laughs> hosts this year are going to be Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. Okay. I love Regina Hall. I like Schumer. I like Wanda Sykes. I, I, I like Amy Schumer. I, like, I, like, I do oh, not okay. see any of these three as Oscar hosts. Well, this is their part a few days ago, right? That it's one host per hour situation of just cycling through so are they all gonna come might be if that's the point? case it breaks the whole idea but why you have a host yeah. to take you through the whole show i mean i like all three of these individuals i mm -hmm. just don't see any of them like i like i freaking love chew tell edgy for i don't see him as the host of the oscars mm -hmm. i i love right. uh i i love channing tatum but i don't see him as a host of the oscars yeah. i this was put together so late in the game as you um you know it's not normal that they pick a host like this close but that's so. true. I mean, I'm sure that they picked it a while ago. Oh, okay. they, I, I'm sure they did. And they're probably just announcing I it loved, now. If, we, if we're having a, a female comedian, I would have loved Ali Wong. I think she would have slayed this. Oh, Ali yeah. Wong, Aquafina. Oh, Aquafina would have been great. Aquafina would have been would have been great. I, and she I, was in a couple movies this year, too. You oh, yeah, she, I mean? she's yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I, I, and, I, I find it interesting that that these the the hostesses they've picked are not exactly cinematic like or uh, done, done a lot of Schumer's new shows on on hulu and she was in the humans that Stephen oh, okay. young movie that okay. came okay. out and and wanda sykes i think wanda sykes is hilarious she's a darling but, her, but, her stand up is very funny by the way she's the voice of what the queen of fables in harley quinn oh she does yeah, the voice of the queen of fables in harley yeah, quinn and that is pretty, <laughs> I, but, but again i don't I, see I any mean, of them as the host though yeah that's the thing they they i, I maybe they can do it but yeah, you know, we'll see. I, I'm I'm scared. Look, I, I like all three of these people. I, but there's a lot yeah. of people I like that I don't think would make good Oscar. It's hosts odd to I, have the three of them though, just because it does feel disjointed. Because the Toby Maguire Andrew Garfield idea was just like, well, yeah, the three of them were in a movie together. Yeah, that's that's the the thing I'm yeah. not getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like them. Well, let's I, do I'm it. not gonna let's lie. I'm not I'm not thrilled with the hosts. I'm not thrilled with the selection. But who knows? Maybe it'd be the best yep. one they've ever done. Mm -hmm. 
All right. It let's depends. Keep going. It really depends on the material now. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. All right. Let's keep going on here. What's next? Andy, whether or not Professor X will be in it or not, marketing is being extremely cunning because by using only Stewart's voice and giving little to no details, fan speculations will hype up the film very much like it did with Spider-Man No Way Home yep. or WandaVision when they introduced Evan Peters. Um, yeah, it is good. But by the way, there's no speculation to be had here. That's that's Patrick <laughs> that's Stewart. Nice. Right. So there's no speculation. We can go on now and speculate about the Illuminati and what's going to be a part in, in the Illuminati. I think they should correct the mistake they did in Spider-Man No Way's home marketing and actually show the Illuminati. I think that'll because, you know, the Illuminati isn't as well known amongst non-comic fans. So... I don't know. I think that would be something they could correct her, Andy. But man, I mean, I'm all like, like this trailer is so good. Yeah, it's so good. I cannot wait to see what they do for their second one. All right, what's next? Sam Fisher. The MLM trailer was one of the best I have seen in a while. Although knowing Marvel, the whole thing could be a lie. Stuart <laughs> might not be playing Xavier. No, like that. Sure. Look, it's look. Even if you go back to the Infinity, everybody always goes back to the Infinity War trailer where you see Hulk running through with the battle, and that's obviously not in the movie. But Hulk is in the movie. Right, they they never went so far as to say, here's a character, not even there. <laughs> right, right. They don't do that. Yeah. So they're not going to put in Patrick Stewart, and and have a line from him talking, and obviously implying that that's Professor Xavier. They're not going to do that and have him not in the movie. They they it's yeah, one it's thing not like do... Q snapped John Luke Picard into a Marvel film. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's John Luke Picard. They is a difference between doing a little bit of a misdirect about like Thanos only had so many had uh, only two gems in in the. Uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet when he really had more. That's a little misdirect. What Kevin Feige would not do is tell the audience, hey guys, Patrick Stewart's in this movie. Ah, psych. It, uh, like, we're not going to treat Patrick Stewart like Anna Darmus. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah. I mean, come on. We're not going to pull an Amazon with that. Yeah, so. By right. the way, speaking of that, can I just say a, a trailer dropped for Deep Water, Adrian Lyne, his movie that mm -hmm. was going it went to hulu that stars ben affleck and anna diarmas his first feature the one that in 20 they pulled years. out of theaters yeah yeah i mean the director of fatal attraction and a decent proposal in nine and a half weeks oh. his new movie stars called deep water a trailer dropped this morning or it's actually a little scene i haven't seen okay. it yet I'll i'm like I, I, i'm so excited i mean i love adrian line mm -hmm. I, I like i love ben affleck all right what's next andy can someone explain what the controversy and the bombardment of the same J.R.R. Tolkien quote in the Rings of Power trailer comment section is all about? <laughs> I have no idea what people... Are, okay, uh, there is a J.R.R. Tolkien quote about creation that, that evil cannot create. Oh, the right, people can. misquote that terribly. Well, they've, they've bombed, they've, they've bombed the, the uh, uh, Amazon trailer for Rings of Power with that quote yeah that they're that they completely obviously misunderstand in multiple languages they don't understand what it means. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things oh it's so. people are uh, bored you know people bring try to bring their political agendas oh. to stuff all the time i, I mean it's it just it is what it is and it's, it's just bullshit i ignore it all right what's next sam fisher one of four theory time i believe that the iron sentries are part of a multiverse illuminati with characters like tom cruise's tony stewardess charles and John Krasinski, or Ian uh, Gruffid? Is that how you say Gruffid, yeah, from, yeah. Uh, from uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. yes, uh, as Reed Richards. Oh, I don't think anybody wants to see that. I also <laughs> think this would be the place to introduce the recast Black Panther as T'Challa uh, is a notable member of the group. And this T'Challa from a different universe gets folded into the main MCU universe. So Black Panther is still T'Challa, but not the same T'Challa as Chadwick Boseman's. I, th I don't think we're going to see his face. 
Like, no. first of all, nobody's saying Black Panther's going to be. I'm, nobody said that the person in that chair is Black Panther. But if he is, he can be wearing the mask. Exactly. See, I, I, th I personally right now, my theory is this Black Panther. I, I could totally change my mind on that later. But I think it's Black Panther. And if it is, they're just going to have the mask on him. Yeah. And we're not going to see a face. So they're not recasting anybody or anything. Exactly. And I think doing a multiverse T'Challa is still kind of dicey because they've been very, very adamant that there's not going to be another T'Challa that yeah. was Chadwick. Yes. So it's going to be a I, different person. Ooh. We'll see where they do where they go with that. All right. What's next? Uh, Suthius, in the wise words of Gwen Stefani, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Both the trailer and Super Bowl spot. Loving the look of the Defender Strange. Yes, but is he dead going through that thing? Is he in this movie and then just dies real fast? I mean, that's what it's implied. I think, and I think America is going between all these different multiverses and they're all getting destroyed and Doctor Strange and every one of them isn't able to stop it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Again, this is just a lot of theory building on a very small amount of information given to us in the trailer, but we'll see. All right, what's next? Cutter Hale. Doctor Strange trailer was awesome. Nope looks cool. Mary Me is charming. Death on the Nile was good. Can't wait for Dog and Uncharted this weekend. Bring on the filthy. I have not yet seen Mary Me. Uh, I had no plans to watch it, but Anne has already let me know that we are going to watch it. But then she found out yesterday during Super Bowl because one of the ads, it's actually already on Peacock. And she's like, okay, we're watching that tomorrow. Oh, like, all right, baby. The romantic Valentine's Day. Yeah. I think we're, you know, Ann and I are going to go out to dinner tonight. We got, she got us reservations at a nice Italian place. Aww. And then we're going to probably come back and watch Marry Me. Oh, yeah. Am I going to be at that dinner in the middle of you guys like this? <laughs> what are we eating, guys? You're, you're cooking. I don't know if you're going to tell you that. The you're reservation cooking. is here with you. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, Reggie Phoenix. Strange's spell affected everyone but Pete. Do you think he's aware that uh, he's aware what he's arrested for, or do you believe he's messed with the multiverse further? Wait, what? I'm, I'm still not sure. Oh, I'm not, uh, I mean, what it, it's probably the case. It is probably the case that this is all tied to the events and, and the spell he cast in, Doctor, in uh, No Way Home. Mm -hmm. I'm still not 100% positive about that. I think there might be something bigger at play here. I think you might be right. And obviously he's involved. Now there might, when, when Mordo says to him, your desecration of reality cannot go unpunished, that might have something to do with what he does at the beginning of this movie. He might do something at the start of this film. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to see. Or, I mean, all of this could be, he's been set up. Yeah. Been set up by Kang. Set up by, I mean, you never Obama. know. I it, lots of people out there. We'll see, and maybe Wanda herself. It's or all Wanda a herself. big manipulation. We'll find out. All right, what's next? Crashing Coyote. Deadpool is hidden in new Doctor Strange two poster. If you mean hidden that we can't see him, then sure. Yeah, he's, he's very hidden. well hidden. <laughs> All right, what's next? City of Swift. Uh, I found Blacklight to be very cheesy, but passively entertaining. Death on the Nile was intriguing, although the music was distracting at times. I'll tell you what, this this is the thing with all the Liam Neeson. I don't know why I brought that picture up. <laughs> I That's the thing with all the Liam Neeson movies recently. They're, they're all the same movie, but they're exactly what you just said. They're all cheesy, passively entertaining. I mean, that's, that's what they are. I still haven't seen Blacklight. I don't have any plans on going out to the theater to see it. I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out on video. Um, but these are all, all these Liam Neeson movies are exactly the same. The trailers are all the same, but they're all passively entertaining. So that's what they are. All right, what's next? Galactic Champ. The DS2 trailer was insane with the Illuminati slash Patrick Stewart tease. I think that mocap pic you got with Spidey might be of Tom Cruise's Iron Man variant. I will tell you right now, the mocap pic that I have not been letting the world know what it is, 
I have shown it to Robert Meyer Burnett. He's seen it. I will tell you this much. It was not for Doctor Strange 2. Okay. It, uh, it was for something else. We now know what it is. Because at first, I thought it was also going to be in Spider-Man. Because that's when I got the other... It came in the same batch of pictures that I got with the, other, with the Spider-Man No Way Home stuff. So I assumed that. But then when it wasn't in the movie, we're like, oh my gosh, this is to something else. And I think we now know what it is for. But it, I will tell you, it is not Doctor Strange 2. That's as much as I'll tell you, but it was not for Doctor Strange 2. And by the 2. way... I mean, for people that keep asking about this, after seeing this trailer, it'll be anticlimactic if anybody ever knows what it is. It's very cool. It Maybe yes, maybe no. But if it was connected to this movie, I would say yes, but because yeah. it's connected to something else. So it depends on how people react to it, but we, we, we must stop talking about it because we're going to give away so much. You I've been denied that pick. I want to know. I feel very I'll show it to you okay. after that. I mean, I'll I just feel like this movie, to me, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that that is as bonkers in terms of being part of a franchise and adding all this frothy, heady mix of greatness. I don't think there's ever been a movie quite like this. Mm. All I can say is I hope it, I hope it delivers on its promise because oh. it's promising a lot. Yes, the mm -hmm. trailer is promising a hell of a lot. All right, what's next? John Redcorn, holy crap, that might be the best HT show I've ever seen. Dre still got it, Mary J, heart emoji, and the immortal one, Snoop. Also popped hard seeing 50 Cent. I'll tell you what, I, I was shocked. I watched that halftime show. Listen, I, my favorite band of all time is U2. My, my, my number one all-time favorite band. So that has obviously been my favorite halftime show, especially when they dropped the big curtains from the ceiling. They rolled the victims of 9-11 up. I mean, it was powerful, 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 powerful. Greatest band of all time, blah, blah, blah. That was the best halftime show ever to me. I liked it more than the Tom Petty one. I liked it more than... I, I just thought it was the best one. I was sitting on my couch, bopping and smiling, and Anne was standing during the whole thing. I mean, I just thought... And then when I read online, some people go, oh, I didn't like it. I'm like, what the fuck were you watching? That was awesome. I so I, I just don't I just don't get it. But anyway, it's all subjective. That's just me. Look, it was long overdue. Yeah. You yes. know, it was long overdue. I will say it did not surpass Prince. Thank you. That's me. what I was gonna say. I mean, Prince, who called up the greatest storm ever, like in Miami, he's out there shredding in the rain. He's playing Purple Rain it in was the rain. Great. On, in it, on his heels? Come on. But this but this, set, though, this was different. It was different. And it was, it was long overdue yeah. having this kind of hip-hop representation oh. at the halftime show. Was, it was meaningful. In and it was, L.A. And yeah. in, in L.A. LA. In and LA. Very important. It was Featuring great. Featuring Burgers. I mean, it was oh. great. I, yeah. I just thought it was freaking awesome. I thought it was great. Okay, anyway, what's next? Sam Fisher, one of two. Also, I really hope they go with the original comic lineup of Strange, Black, Bolt, Charles, Reed, Namor, and Tony. Though, uh, to do my Black Panther idea, I think they would have to swap Black Bolt for him as two characters who are kings with black in their name might be too confusing for general audiences. I'm going to tell you this right now. They ain't doing Black Bolt for nothing. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> after, after the embarrassment of the Inhumans, uh, oh, yeah, they're they not doing still. Black Bolt. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Ants. I love Love Anson Mount as Black Bolt. I did, but that show is terrible. They do yeah, not was, want to leave this really, at all. It was so disappointing, and I love the Inhumans. I love Black Bolt. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be that. All right, what's next? Kylo Ken. Hi, guys. It seems Feige has made a live-action episode of What If. <laughs> did you think they would go all in on this alternative version for the MCU? Look, I'm going to say something, but, it, but what I'm about to say is 100% true. 
we don't a thousand we don't know with all confirmation that that is who we think it is right i mean it it looks like it i'm assuming it is i'm, I'm going with that assumption too I, I believe that's the what if version i'm just saying we don't know for a fact that it is that might be something else although the common understanding and the one i'm going with it is but we don't know yet we'll see but yeah kevin feige's been going bonkers man Bonkers. 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 I just can't believe that I'm as excited 29 or 28 movies in as I am about this movie. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, especially. Listen, I'll tell you what. And I need a little bit of it because I didn't love Hawkeye and I liked Loki and I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I didn't love them. I loved WandaVision. So like, and I, I love Spider-Man No Way Home. So my. My experiences with Marvel lately has been a little hit and miss, and I'm not used to being a little hit and miss. With, Me neither. So I need this. I need this. Spider-Man and this. this. And, and Moon Knight? Bro. I need these things. We I gotta didn't talk about Moon Knight, but bro. We didn't, you know, let's save that one for tomorrow. There's okay. so much today, but oh we'll talk about the Moon Knight God. thing tomorrow. All right, what's next? Christopher Brickner, good Super Bowl. Too bad the bad officiating at the end left a bad taste in everyone's mouth and kind of ruined the game. I'm a Bengals fan, FYI. Well, listen, to be honest and to be fair, they made bad calls on both sides. Yep. Like there was that pass interference at the end of the game that was not pass interference. Like I, I there was one that was, but then there was one before that that wasn't. And then, but on the Bengals side, they totally missed that face mask on exactly. Ramsey. They totally missed that face mask. I don't even understand football. And I was like, that's not allowed. <laughs> it was like, so it kind of, it could have gone either way. Honestly, the whole game came down to one play. Yeah. It was on the Rams final drive they had a fourth and one that was the game if if they tackle if they get cooper cup behind the line of scrimmage game's done they win if he gets the first down you knew where it was going and really amongst everything else the whole super bowl came down that one i'm just glad we had a really competitive super bowl because we get into a lot of super bowls where it's just like totally one side and it wasn't they they were stopped on that one yeah and they were stopped there for what three plays yeah and I so i mean that was the rams coming in and being like no but Aaron Donald, man. Right. Woo, what a beast. And, and both sides had their chances to put maybe get some separation. They didn't. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd, he missed that one catch that was in his hand. He was by himself. You could look at everything, and you could look at all the things they called. It just happened. It you happened. Know? And then you just got to get over it. But and, it was, all right. Three we got to move on. Yeah. We got to move on here. I still got a bunch to go. Okay, what's next? Another Sam Fisher. I honestly do think Black Bolt will be in this movie because the Inhumans have been MIA from the comics since 2018's Death of the Inhumans. And Black Bolt, and just Black Bolt, was part of the recent Dark Cold event Marvel just did. Again, you're confusing the comics with the movies. Never. Do, tr that's a big mistake. Do not confuse the comics with the MCU. They are two different things. And again, I don't see them. Hey, listen, if they do, they do. Is nothing's impossible. I'm just saying I'm going to be really shocked after the complete humiliation Marvel had and Kevin Feige, who wanted nothing to do with it, uh, if they actually go back to Black unless, so. unless unless they cast some huge name actor just for fun as Black Bolt, somebody like I don't know Denzel. I, I mean. Uh, what? Denzel. It's got to be the, one of the thrones be, is Black Bolt. Yeah, it's got to be somebody epic. They don't even, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say a word. So, whoever, it could be any. Chris Evans as Black Bolt. No, you, you, you <laughs> could be triple dip. You triple dip in the He's Captain America. He's Black Bolt. I mean, and what, what are people going to say? All right, let's go. What's next? <laughs> All right, Casey Mack. A few things I need to touch on today. A bit of news that got lost in this weekend is that Ray Stevenson was cast to be a villain in Ahsoka. 
Yes, yep. we we I, I, look that was scheduled over the weekend to be one of the topics today. There was just too much other stuff. Is so, that so the Punisher? Yes, from mm -hmm. Punisher Warzone. Yeah, and he and from Rome. Yes. Okay. And he was in a season of Dexter. Uh, and oh no, sorry, Dex was it Dexter? Yes, Dexter. He was. Uh, and uh, wasn't he in Thor? One of the guys. He was one. He was Volstag. Yeah. Okay. One okay, of the okay. Warriors Three. In cool. that, so yes, he has been cast. I did. I don't didn't know for sure if it was going to be as a villain, but he's going to be in the Ahsoka show, and I love Ray Stevenson. So that's very cool. Yeah. cool. All right, and what's next? Everyone, just for your edification, it's just cast. You don't need to say casted. Cast is the past yeah. tense too. Just so you know, um, Andy, it would be funny and sad if Marry Me ends up being the best comic book movie of the year. Most perplexing about the film is how J Lo is fifty two years old. Was this based on a graphic novel? Yes, yeah. I told you that. Yeah. Uh, I totally forgot that. Totally yeah. went over my yeah, head. It's crazy. It's yep. Okay, it was in the middle of a Madame Web discussion. It's so. no blue is the warmest color, John. Oh, but uh, it is based on a graphic novel. I did not know that. I did not know that. And yeah, Jennifer Lopez being fifty two is something multi-dimensional about that. that like, that's just really crazy. She's in the multiverse. She is the multiverse. All right, what's next? All Galactic it. champ can clearly see a goatee on glow person in SB spot. Glow person? What's I, the glow person, champ? Okay, whatever. What's next? Sam Fisher, one of three. I am now of the opinion that this is superior Iron Man looking like Captain Marvel because the creator of the comic uh, character, Tom Taylor, said that the suit glows red when Tony's angry. It looks like he and Wanda are fighting in the Illuminati base, and what better reason for Tony to be angry than his high-tech uh, base being infiltrated and attacked? I, I'm, there's, there's two thoughts that come to my mind. One, that that person is, and no, it's not Michael B. Jordan as the Human Torch. That that glowing person that charges at Wanda and Wanda blocks couple of mine number one the, the the most obvious answer is it's it's captain marvel or a version of captain marvel perhaps it's the uh rambo version of of that so that's one possibility another possibility it is that while it is not consistent with the comic books that's fine it's a souped up uh, america chavez because remember america chavez besides being able to travel in between the multiverse she has superhuman strength. strength reflexes endurance and flight so that could be America Chavez fighting her. Or this could be the misdirect. And in the movie, the person flying at Wanda is not engulfed in flame at all. And they just did that in the trailer yeah. to hide who it is. So it could be somebody else entirely. It's a redirect of Monica. I don't think it's Iron Man, though. I think, look, if there is going to be an Iron Man cameo, it's I think it's only going to be in the Illuminati chambers. I don't think we see I don't think we see the Illuminati getting involved in the action of the film, but I, 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 they, that's a possibility too. Rob could be less Grossman. <laughs> I will F you. And then and I'm sorry, Iron Man doesn't have a death wish. He doesn't want to be charging at uh Scarlet Witch. Like I mean he's that. fighting Thanos. I mean, but come on. Thanos. Oh I d I don't And he would already him. know Wanda. Yeah, that's true. But I get, I just don't, I don't, I just don't see it being that. But hey, it is definitely one of the possibilities. You know right. what? Because of Les Grossman, I do believe greatest Tom Cruise ever. That by the way, Tom Cruise would in fact do a cameo as Tony Stark. I'm, I'm, I think he would do it as a variant Tony Stark. Uh, whether or not Kevin Feige wants that, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, all right. What's next? Cap Avenger ninety three that had to have been Iron Man fighting Wanda. Um. <laughs> I, I get, we just got the, I don't I don't think it is but it's definitely a possibility. All right, what's next? Mike Joyce really enjoyed the commercials this year, surprisingly more than the game. 
Um, I like the game, the game, good type game, but I'll tell you what, the commercials were really on point mm -hmm. this year. They won. Really, really good job Capitalism with the Capitalism won. Did, did you yeah. guys notice that Doctor Strange took that number one spot? There was the very, from the, the, the time the game started, it was the very first thing that came up when they went to commercial. So they paid for the prime spot. Isn't that the prime spot to be I the first? No, I, I, no, but I, they, I would. They did spend money. Probably coming out of yeah. coming out of halftime is probably the number one spot because then you have more people. The viewership grows over the thing. But I I have no idea. Mm. I didn't even notice when it happened. Oh, I didn't think actually. anyone would spend money to actually put their trailer up. That's why I'm so yeah. surprised well, at how many trailers. I knew we Doctor got. Strange would be. We knew oh, Doctor Strange. Okay. I'm surprised Top Gun didn't. Although no, there was a commercial. Top Gun's the one out there. Was for. Top Gun one, there was a Top Gun. There was commercial. Top Gun combined with a car commercial. Yeah, and I saw like that. that. Yeah. So there's a little bit. Of Top uh, Gun oh, you there. know what? How about the Jamie Lynn Siegler? Um, ad for was it the Chevrolet where they did the opening of the Sopranos? Oh yeah, that, you know mm -hmm. and the brother too. Yeah, at the end that, of that was pretty good because that music, is, the the music for the Sopranos, do, 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 is so iconic. Wow, wow. As soon as I heard it, because I was grabbing some in the kitchen, getting more food, and I hear the do do do, instantly my head turns. <laughs> like, that was really like Sonic the Hedgehog, and they had the Satrial <laughs> sign and the the whole. It was yeah, great. That was a really good concept. That was good. Too. That was a good concept too. All right, what's next? John Redcorn over under twenty percent Venom or Mobius appears in Doctor Strange. I'm gonna go under twenty percent. I'm not gonna say it's a total impossibility, but they they've got other things to do. Yeah, they're already so they're already throwing the kitchen sink at yeah. this. All right, what's next? Brandon Blake, do you think casual MCU fans are going to have a difficult time following these increasingly complex multiverse-driven plot lines? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. This is going. They are going to start. I, I talked about this during the Loki series. They are at risk. Risk. Okay. Not definites. Risk. They are at risk of alienating casual fans. When, when the Loki stuff started coming out, we, you guys who watched the show, you saw the message we were getting from some people saying, I'm out. I don't understand what's going on here. Like, this is mm -hmm. just thick. Because one of the things Kevin Feige has always done with his MCU is made it so accessible. So accessible. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you can't do this and succeed. You can. Mm. And if somebody can do it, it's Kevin Feige. But you are running the risk that the more casual fans are going to look at this and go, I have no idea what's happening here, and I'm out. And again, don't don't pretend like that's not happening. Yeah, we had people writing in during Loki saying, "I'm checking out because I don't understand what's going on here." So they're gonna they got to be. It's great to go for it, mm -hmm. but when you take risks, there's a possibility of failure. So I hope they're able to crush it and keep it accessible for the for the average fans. And not make it lose them because they there is a little bit of a risk of that happening. Yeah, but, but I love being able to explain win. things to people. Yeah, <laughs> my, my little actress friend Mia will be like, "Chris, I don't understand this plot line from Wandavision. I really like the show." I'm like, "Oh my god, this is my moment. My knowledge finally pays off." Yes. Let me tell you everything about it. Yeah. But I mean, whenever you swing big, mm -hmm. you can miss. And and they they are swinging big, man. Feige is swinging big, and that's uh, what I love Agatha to see. It's been all along. It's going to egg it all on. Oh, what's next? Sam Fisher, small unimportant detail, but why does the cloak have a blue patch now? Did it get slashed at some point? Maybe in Nowhere Home? I don't remember. It definitely got damaged in No Way, in no way Home, and it also mm -hmm. got damaged. Well, the cloak has been damaged several times, actually. It's been ripped and things like that. So maybe that is probably just a cosmetic thing. But that's possible. All right, what's next? Casey Mack, it was interesting to see some of the Ultron bots leading Doctor Strange. I guess in this universe, there is a point where Tony's idea of a suit of armor around the world could have worked. Maybe, or th this Illuminati chamber is literally outside of time. Right. Mm -hmm. Outside of, sits in a pocket thing outside of time. It could be a know. multiverse Illuminati group yeah. where all the different Illuminatis are 
various people from different universes. It's like a council. What is that thing they say in Rick and Morty? A council of the Ricks? council of Ricks. Like that, yeah. Maybe this is like a council of Ricks. And, and the quantum, maybe it's in the quantum realm because the quantum realm itself sits outside of time and everything like that. So that's why um, Ant-Man was protected. Numerous Loki variants in Loki. So mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, yeah, so it's that's not all out of the realm of possibility. All right, what's next? Soothius, freeze framing a thousand times. I think it's superior Iron Man, not Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Seems to be male with goatee mustache and metal suit with signature helmet. Again, I'm not going to buy into anything. That, they left that so ambiguous, I think purposefully ambiguous. So and they clearly purposefully let us not have a very good clear shot of it. But I just want you to know if that is superior Iron Man, that's $400. For a <laughs> that's a $400 hot, hot toy right with there. a Tom Cruise head sculpt. Click. First day, click. <laughs> Bought. Pre-order. All right, what's next? This is for Rob. Matt, thoughts on new Moon Knight spot? The new clips we got of him were great. Also, we might see Jackman in Strange. Um, uh, first, him catching that blade coming down from uh, the, the moon. moon the cre the crescent good. dart. Uh, mm -hmm. Dude, it was it was the unfurling of the cape above the Louvre that mm -hmm. I was like in the in the in the in the classic Moon Knight form. I dude, I lost my shit. I got. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's only 30 seconds. All right. Let's keep going here. What's next? Al Renshaw. I lost it and watched it like eight or nine reaction videos after the Doctor Strange trailer. I can't believe they brought in Patrick Stewart as Professor X. I, I mean, it's so awesome. And you, you know, that's what Ray does. Ray, when he sees a trailer, he likes he immediately goes and watches all the trailer reactors and watches them. But he probably didn't do that with Doctor Strange because he didn't even realize there was yeah, a full trailer online. That's crazy. So I'm he's just waiting right now. Waiting he's going to do that writing. next. All right, what's next? <laughs> Sam Fisher. Rob, how do we know the Moon Knight in the new jo uh, Jonathan Hickman book isn't Duke Leto Atreides? Atreides, Atreides. from <laughs> Dune. Well, apparently, it does take place 6,000 years in the future. So it could, I mean, I Dune was, the Dune adaptation was drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, who did draw Moon Knight that I love for Marvel Comics. So the you just all there. never know. All right, what's next? Russell Amador, last week sounding crazy when I said, expect a big cameo in Doctor Strange footage. Well, here we are. Who's laughing now? Ash Williams' voice before cuts off hand. Shout out Sam Raimi. But they didn't actually show anybody. Right. But we all know they did. Yeah. <laughs> we all know they did. Listen, if you had asked me before it, look, I think it's fair to ask anybody. If you asked me before it, what do you think the chances are that Patrick Stewart's Professor X shows up? I would have said, well, it's not impossible, but nah. Yeah. Now, I, I would be really surprised at that. I, I can't see them doing that. Well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I told everybody for years. I've told everybody Dude. Patrick Stewart's not bringing up that 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 story just to let you know I'm not going to be there. I knew he was going to pop up at some point. Dude. Come on. I told I'm everyone so there's going to be a Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> All right, what's next? JR, 100% Patrick Stewart, 100% Illuminati behind him. Not 100% that it's Illuminati, but I think that's the safe operating assumption yeah. here. It, it's definitely Patrick Stewart, though, no doubt, JR. All right, what's next? Josie Reviews, best Valentine's Day movie recommendation, Crazy Stupid Love, totally underrated and surprisingly charming. Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling, uh, Marissa Carell. Tomei, Steve Carell. Julianne it, Moore. Julianne Moore. It is truly one of the more wonderful, delightful um, movies you can watch. I'm not a big fan of the big end. Mm -hmm. It's a very cliche big end, but what? But it doesn't matter. The movie as a whole is absolutely wonderful. If you have not seen this film, uh, absolutely must go and watch it. It's it's crazy, stupid love. Absolutely fantastic film. All right, what's next? Mighty Tank One. Guys, that's now Professor X. It's Ralph Boner's uncle, Mike Hawk. <laughs> LOL, bonkers trailer. And it's, it's called The Boner. 
wheelchair. The boner chair is what he rolls around in. Uh, it's absolutely crazy thing, Mighty Tank One. All right, what's next? Dante. Hey, John, I'm getting married on Friday. Congrats. One, just say thank you for all your amazing content. You've easily become my favorite YouTube channel. Oh, thank you, man. I wanted to ask what level of stage are you and your wife on what it takes to? On it, on, takes, it two. takes two. Thank you. We started on Sunday and love it. Bring on the filthy. First of all, I just want to point out that Dante sent in like a $50 super chat. Thank you, mm -hmm. man, for supporting us on that level. And dude, congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. I hope you guys have a wonderful, perfect day for you guys. That is exciting to hear. As far as it takes two, uh, Ann and I finished the game. You oh, did. yep. And I it, didn't know it, that. Yeah, we finished the game and it ends with on the screen saying, it took two. Oh, oh my. It took two. I loved this game. The, like, again, I never even heard of the game until we sat down to watch the video game awards and it won game of the year. And we're like, I never even heard of this game. So, and I said, well, let's download it. And we download it and you got to play it with two people. Mm -hmm. And we played and finished the game a little while ago, actually. And I love it. Cannot recommend it highly enough. The cool thing about it takes two is this, is that if you have the game, you can play it with somebody else and they don't need to have the game. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I mean, okay. they need to have a PS, yeah. a, a PlayStation, but they don't have to have the game. Mm -hmm. You just invite them to, as long as you have the game, they can play with you remotely as the other player. We it's great. Go check it. it out. And I hope you and your upcoming partner, your spouse, are able to really play it, enjoy it, and love it as well. And again, thanks a lot, Dante, for supporting us on that level. And congrats on the upcoming marriage, man. That's exciting. All right, what's next? Suthius, so this movie shows both multiverse and variants? See, that's the thing. We were talking about this beforehand. The mm -hmm. MCU, there is not one thing. Because remember, if you go back to Doctor Strange, the Ancient One was referencing other realities and other dimensions before there was ever Loki or the or that kind of stuff, right? So I honestly think variants and the, the multiverse that Loki was talking about is a different and separate thing from other realities and stuff like that that they've been talking about in the MCU for a long time. How they're going to reconcile that, I don't know, but that might have been what they were kind of hinting at. All right, what's next? Reppy guy, one one two five. Hey, John, tech question for you. Great. What type of Mac computer do you use, and what internet speeds are good for uploading videos? Thanks. Um, well, for me, I have a, I have right now my de main desktop PC is is a PC. My laptop, though, that I work on every day is a Mac. So I have the Mac, the M1 MacBook Air. That's the one I'm using right now. It is crazy powerful the bang for the buck on that computer is absolutely nuts i also use my uh 12.9 inch macbook m1 pro and my iphone uh but uh, my main desktop is a pc uh look at the more speed you can have the better i mean if you're trying to upload videos like 5k upload ain't gonna do it you're you probably want to look minimum 10 15 20 if you can get that great if you have gigabit ethernet even better but the higher you can get the absolute better because that uploading videos can take some time all right what's next sam fisher i know it's low priority john but did you see the new teaser for the letter kenny spinoff show shorzy um, they showed his face and it's jared kiso with the beard i have not I, I heard about it, but I've not seen this trailer teaser. Have you? Uh, no, but man, you turned me on to Letter, Letter Kenny. I love Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny is, uh, I love Letter Kenny. Yeah, like between Letter Kenny, um, Kim's Convenience, and Shit's Creek, mm -hmm. which might be the best comedy show of all time. Yep. Uh, 
at any rate, the Canada market, man, Canada never killed it like this on TV when I was still living there. It, it's only the last couple of years they've been absolutely are crushing, crushing it. it. They're doing great. All right, next, what's next? City of Swift, I just realized yesterday that The Sorcerer's Stone was the first movie I ever watched in theaters. Oh, wow. At the Chinese in Hollywood. Oh, Ooh, my God. Wow. That is something. You ruined yourself. Yeah. Like your first movie experience is in the Chinese. And it just wow. made me realize how old I really am. So thank you for that. I was going to say, yeah. I was like, wow, I feel old. Oh, that is a great first experience, though. All right, what's next? Casey Mack. Also, if this movie can reveal Patrick Stewart in this trailer, it makes you wonder what other crazy cameos this movie can have. Well, the one thing we've been saying this for a while that we don't want them to do is just go batshit crazy. Yeah. Right. Like, look, cameo here and cameo there and cameo there, because then it's not good movie making. You're just doing cheap pops. Well, with the characters. I mean, if they're establishing the Illuminati and having him there, that's really, it's not just him walking on. If you're going, establishing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Like, if it's just like some rando, oh, look, it's this guy, it's this, do, 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 yeah. do, 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 and then he's gone, <laughs> then that's just that's just bad filmmaking. Anybody <laughs> now, that, that. whatever cameos are in this movie, I'm just going to hear your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Every time someone shows up, it's going to be in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I said, any four-year-old, any four-year-old can go, I, okay, and, and then have Superman be there, and, and then have Wonder Woman be, like, any four-year-old can do that. That's not good filmmaking. Make it applicable and work to the story. It could be really, really I cool. think that four-year-old needs to see a dentist because there's a kind of a problem right uh, there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right, what's next? That's Hand 55. Just finished Reacher. It was great. Why couldn't Boba Fett be like that? Smart and brutal. Well, look, every show tries to do it. They tried to make Boba Fett great. Everybody tried. Look, they did. Look, these guys know how to do it. They made Mandalorian season one and two. They know how to do it. They just had an idea. They decided to approach the character a certain way, and that certain way just didn't work. But yeah, Fish, uh, Reacher was really good. All right, what's next? Uh, Sam Fisher, didn't everyone hate the idea of fan favorite a couple of years ago? Why do it again if there's no change in that sentiment? Or at least seems to be? Again, there is there is a fundamental difference between creating an Oscar category of best popular movie that you actually are taking seriously and are awarding an Academy Award to, ah, we're putting up a Twitter poll and we'll just announce yeah. whoever. And you're not making it a category. You're not making it an award. That's more harmless, so I don't really... There's a big, big difference between those two things. All right, what's next? Andy, if Steven Soderbergh wants superheroes to smash, he can watch the porn parodies. <laughs> There's even a Star Wars one with Oscar-worthy acting from RMB. I'll be... Listen, I like it, and it's true. What? I, I love Steven Soderbergh. I do. I don't know what he was going on about. It's like... That, it was a bad day. It was, He's just having I, a bad I, day where he... His emotions let out of his mouth. I, I, yeah, it just it, it didn't make much sense to me. No. All right, what's next? Uh, Chris, Chris Persinas, that Doctor Strange trailer was everything I needed. It's so good. Like, I, 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 I'm still just sitting here. We've already gushed about it, and I still can't get over how damn good that trailer yeah. is. Everything in it. I, yeah, okay. I've, I've already said enough about <laughs> it, I guess, Chris, but I, I, I'm stumbling over my words here just thinking about how damn good this trailer was. All right, what's next? James Boner, still in shock over Ivan Reitman. I, 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 shock is a great thing for it. Again, mm -hmm. the dude was just 75. I just saw him a couple of months ago. Great health on stage, lit, playing to the audience and owning the crowd. It's just such an icon, and he still had so many good years of filmmaking left in him. It just... Really, really ashamed to hear it. So I, I agree with you, James. Well said, man. All right, what's next? Casey Mack, one last thing. I was wondering for your movie club if there's a chance of talking about Seven and maybe even The Sixth Sense. Those are possibilities moving forward. Those could be films. Remember, we're going to try to do, first of all, 
We're going to do our second one tomorrow, which is Iron Man 1. So, guys, get Aww. ready for Movie Club tomorrow. Iron Man 1 is our Movie Club tomorrow. So, go get do your homework on it. Come ready to talk about Iron Man 1 on tomorrow's Movie Club. But, yeah, if uh, if we don't cancel the show, <laughs> we'll see if people watch it. Cancel the show, well, we people watch it. If people don't watch it, we're not going to do it anymore. But uh, a lot of people, a lot of you guys watch the first episode. So, yeah, then eventually seven movies like that could absolutely be on the radar. All right, what's next? Galax Champ again. Six Chairs. Reed, Tony, Mordo, Charles Strange. Last one? I, yeah, I'm going Black Panther. Yeah. I, I am, I'm going Black Panther. I think it's going to be Black Panther. And just like you said, Rob, mask doesn't come off. And it's the Black Panther. So, but we'll find out if we're right or wrong about that. We'll see. All right. Probably is, but I want Namor. Chance, who sent in 99.99. Woo! Chance. Wow. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Damn, the Bengals almost had it, Ray. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's okay. You know what? We got some seasons to have some fun with next. The next Dude, your years. team did what no other team in the NFL did yeah, except not, for the Rams. They got I, to the Super Bowl. I didn't think, I, I thought it would be as hurt more uh more hurt than uh, like i actually ended up being i just looked at it as in i never thought this would happen no not even close neither did i and i'm just gonna appreciate whatever this period will be with burrow and that's it and it was a great game it was was a great football game both teams battled like the warriors they are it was not a blowout everyone everyone's got to be proud and and chance dude seriously uh, so generous thank you for supporting our channel on that level man that's incredibly great it's it's always amazing that all of you guys support the content you like watching so thank you so much for that very very much and yeah they almost had it dude they almost had it all right what's next andy again nice to know that futurama is being revived at this point, Futurama is like Sam and Dean Winchester. They keep dying and coming back. <laughs> and they keep coming back. I, I'm not going to lie. I've said this before. I, I'm not. Futurama was very hit and miss to me. Like they would have an, an episode that I would laugh my ass off. Then two or three episodes. I'd be like, eh. And then they do another one. Like especially the ones with Zap Brannigan. I loved everything they would ever do as Captain Zap Brannigan. Um, we were fighting the kill bots, but then I realized that they had a predetermined kill limit. So I sent wave after wave of my own men until they reached their kill limit. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. All right, what's next? I'm in. The Oscar host will be revealed tomorrow on GMA. They just were. There will be three. Any guesses? It's unlikely, but maybe a few Spider-Men. I'll tell you what. That would have been nice. I never would have guessed the three they came up with. No. No. And again, I'll I'll keep my fingers crossed that this will be the greatest Oscar show of all time. I'm not feeling the picks. Uh, but then again, maybe I wouldn't have felt anybody other than Tom Holland, Billy Crystal. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, but Steve Martin, Martin Short. Yeah, I, I these guys do not scream Oscar host to oh, me. The, if it was Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, that would have been so fun. Oh, that would have oh, been, been, been a great trio. That would have been a great trio. All right. What's next? Condiment King. Did you hear Sony's making a Jack and Daxter movie? Yes. What's Jack and Daxter? It's video the, game. Yeah, it's yeah. A video game. Oh, wait a minute. They were gonna they tried to get that going like five years ago. Mm-hmm. They've got it going again. I didn't know. They were really trying to get that going again. I thought that an animated film came out of that. Like they I thought it did release. Um, I don't uh, remember that. I'll have to sure. look at it. You might be right. I don't remember it though. All right, what's next? Now we just have a whole bunch of support from everybody. S Beam sending in ten. Mike Hill sending in four oh seven. Richard Lloyd, two dollars. Peter Cunnington, seventy eight cents. Steve D ten dollars. And Parth Trivity, nineteen ninety nine. Thank guys, you so much. Thank you. So all these guys just sending in super chats just yeah. to be supportive. Not even having... guys, thank you so much for that. And guys, that'll do it. For today's installment of the John Campy Show, thank you so much for being here and making this show part of your day. 
Big special thanks to all you guys who sent in those super chats. Number one, because you gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved with the John Canby Show, thank you very much for your support. Don't forget, guys, if you'd like to send in a comment or question but don't watch the show live, you can send in a comment or question using the tip link below. Click on that there and send it in to be read on a mailbag episode. And we've got a mailbag episode coming a little bit later today. Anyway, guys, I want to thank everybody sitting in the room with me, Mr. Robert Meyer Burnett. Robert, where can people find you? John, you can find me just in my room dreaming of seeing this movie, Doctor Strange. I thought you were going to say marry me. Oh, no. Anyway, <laughs> you, anyway, find me on Twitter, Burnett RM. Find me on Instagram, Robert Meyer Burnett or RMB, whatever I'm on Instagram, or my own YouTube channel, The Burnett Work. Over here, we've got Chris Carr. Chris, where can people find you? You can find me at, at actor Chris Carr on Twitter and Instagram. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And right beside them, Chef Pleasures, Ray Ora. Yeah, happy Ray, where Valentine's can find Day. You? Oh, Ray, Ray with a zero. Ray Aura with a zero, sorry. Ray Aura with a zero. And of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter. By the way, I'm at 99.9 thousand followers on Twitter. <gasps> wow. We're just, just 100 away. I'll create more accounts, John. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be on it right away. <laughs> Six more accounts. 100 away from hitting 100. I don't know what happens if you hit 100,000 followers on Twitter. I have no Nothing. idea. Do you get a tax break or no, no, nothing. Okay. Whatever. hundred away. So go follow me on Twitter. Anyway, guys, that'll do it for us for now. Thanks a lot for being here. My name's John Campia. And until next time, my friends, bye-bye.